Hello, Internet. Welcome back to the Boss Travel Lounge. You're listening to episode 103. And much like the day before, this might be the episode before we move into 2024. Although, I don't think we're going out of business as fast as they did. I am Patrick. I'm joined by Seth. Say hi. Yeah, hello. And Steve, say goodbye. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, happy birthday, Pat. Your birthday's on Friday. Good night. Uh, Have a good night. Is it? I mean, what a great I, episode, guys! I think that was really wait, good. Do, oh, yeah, do, 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 do I get a second birthday? <laughs> uh, no, no, not you, Pat. Um, there are other Pats in the world. Oh, better luck next time. But like, yeah, but, but, yeah I think I'll, that was a good episode totally today, guys. We did really good. Uh, good nice and short uh, one for once. Yep, so you can just drop off whenever, uh, and and we'll just wait for you to drop off, and then we'll drop <laughs> off, uh, you know, after you, definitely. Nah, I'll make sure you guys get home safe as well. Oh, okay. Off. <laughs> it's the, it's the, 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 the Simpsons movie. No, you hang up. <laughs> no, you oh, hang so. up. You hung up on me. <laughs> uh, so, uh, question is, do we have any fun Krispy Kreme slash donut or tech adjacent stories? Um, does the Pope shit in the woods? Of course I do. Yeah, I've got <laughs> one job on this podcast and it's eat Krispy Kremes and I eat Krispy Kremes all day. Um, so how, well, how many 24 Seth, packs did you eat? Yeah, yeah, Seth, <laughs> you, you didn't tell him to do this, right? He's just doing this for himself. No, yeah, he just does it for self-fulfillment. Yeah, yeah, I just, no, I, just it's, I need it's, us it's, to state this for the lawyers that listen back on this in the future. It's belly fulfillment. Um, it's nutrition. But yeah, anyway, I was at Sydney Airport over the weekend. Um, Getting in shape. Round. Yeah, round's a shape, right? Hey, that's my, my job. Black hole. That's my shape. <laughs> Well, starting Krispy Kremes. Pick your own. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I was at Sydney Airport. I got um, the two donut and a coffee combo. I was going to get the milkshake combo, but I didn't feel like it. Felt like, felt like a coffee, so I got a mocha. And I'll tell you what, fellas, if you get a Krispy Kreme maximum donut and you dip it in a mocha, num, 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 num. I'm telling you, that's what Big Cream doesn't want you to know. But that's, we're, we're giving you the life hacks here. <laughs> I feel like Big Cream has a long list of things it doesn't want you to know. Oh, actually, sorry. Let me let me rephrase that. I have a long list of things I don't want to know about Big Cream. You don't want Big Cream inside you? <laughs> uh, I, this this might be a first. I don't know how to segue out of this. <laughs> I've already just cut the commercial. Put put in the Discord. Um, the Discord disconnect. The the good old good old Buddha. Um. Anyway, yeah. So 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 it was good, was it? It was good. It was good. Um, so wait, wait, did, it, the- did it last? Did it last longer than like? Were you able to leave the shop with it, or it was just devoured on the way? Uh, I I did go for the county. He doesn't let anyone else get a donut first. I don't even wait for them <laughs> to take it out of the glass. I just punch the glass and I take it. Um, <laughs> oh, you're one of those <laughs> really, customers. I, <laughs> <laughs> I imagine. I imagine Steve goes the other way. He's like. He's like one of those deer at the petting zoo that just eats it right out of their hands. <laughs> they give it to me in the paper and everything. I just eat through the paper. Um, but yeah, no, I got the maximum <laughs> cookies and cream flavor. And I got a hazelnut chocolate one, which is very strange because I'm not a really big fan of hazelnut chocolate. I think I was, um, it was a pretty lady behind the counter. So naturally, I just shat myself and just ordered or something. Like, yeah. But I got the, I do like the maximum one. Um, I don't like the, the, the chocolate hazelnut, but it it do be like that sometimes. Um, we live and we learn, as the um, song goes. Oh, what a good mm. song too! You think as they'll put that in Sonic Three? Hopefully not. Ah, uh, yeah, 
you're teasing me. I can see that beat. <laughs> it is an excellent song. Um, I have a. It's it's not really a story. It's just kind of interesting. I finally played the rog, uh, the Asus rog Li uh, docked. Uh, I, oh, I connected right it to to my monitor. Uh, there is there is uh, so works really well. Got to say that out of the bag. Re- really well. So I actually on the dock connect a PS4 controller to it, which is how I normally played computer games. You know, in the mm, before time when my computer worked. Um, and all of it works really well, except there there was there was one. It's a little it's a little tiny tiny little issue. Um, when I when I turn it on initially, uh, and it's docked, it doesn't display on the ROG screen because I have it to only display on the monitor. I don't want it to duplicate. That'd be weird. Uh, and so I have to enter my PIN, but I have no way of entering my PIN because there's no on-screen keyboard. It's 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 a it's a it's a little a little weird. So I can press the button to bring up the on-screen keyboard, but it doesn't do anything. Oh, so okay. I have to unplug it. I have to unplug it. Log in. Boot up Steam Big Picture mode. And then and then plug it back in and it works, but it's just one one little little annoyance, but but actually runs runs remarkably well. Um, the other thing that I, I wasn't sure about the fans are on the back. Well, the, the exhaust is on the top, but the fans that suck in the air are on the back. And I play it just because of how short the dock cable is. I play it lying flat, or like the the rugs lying flat on the desk. But uh, the, the the fans spin up quite like reasonably loud. Uh, probably not like crazy loud, just louder than my laptop. Um, but does not get hot at all. Uh, stay, stays cool, just just as Mr. Ace has said. So, um, yeah, overall, uh, very, very happy with it. Um, cool. Played a bit of, played a bit of deep, deep Rock Galactic with a controller for the first time. Very intuitive on the controller, by the way. Holy cow. I mean, I, I'd only ever played it mouse and keyboard, and I actually think it's more intuitive with a controller. It's crazy. How does the... Um... The what I'm looking for here. Uh, so how does the dock work? Is it like a switch dock? Is it just a cable? Well, I mean, it's it's like the the Asus Rogue Ally is just a Windows 11 computer, so it's just any USB C dock. So like oh, you, okay. you you can't you 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 can't use your switch dock for it, but you can use what your switch dock does to to connect to it. So I just plug it into my laptop dock, and and it works. Um, okay, cool. Oh, for some reason, I thought it'd be like a weird, weird type of thing, but no, that's fine. Play on I think they sell one. Yeah, it, funnily enough, so it came with a little, it looks like a little 3D printed um, stick. Like, it honestly looks like part of the packaging. And if you don't have a case or anything on it, it it'll sit up in that. So it's like a little stand. Uh, but I, I have a case um, because I don't trust myself with it. Uh, and so it's, it's just because of how short the USB-C cable is to the dock that I can't have it standing and use the dock because it'll pull it over. Uh, but I assume you can buy like actual docks because the, the one that they give you, it, it is just like a little 3D printed, like it literally looks like polystyrene, but, but it balances it. So I don't know. Anyway, my, my, little, my little tech update, little tech story, little tech uh, trivia to, to share with the group. I'm playing a bit of Mon- Monster Hunter and a bit of Deep Rock Galactic and uh, runs both very well. Um, what was I going to say? Ah, yeah. So the other thing that I wanted to do before we before we get into uh, much more of the, the the episode as 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 is customary as is expected is that um, we're at the end of the year and I just wanted to take a moment uh, to thank one of us who who has put in huge amounts of work and doesn't really get the the, the credit uh, I, I think Seth knows who I'm talking about here um, me for for 103 episodes I've had to host this this uh, absolute yeah, whoa, uh, whoa 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 fact check week fella didn't you go to Japan yeah. I, th- I think someone else had to step up to the plate. 
Um, and, and uh, okay, so for so like a hundred episodes, job. there we go. Oh, look at that. It's, it's my hundredth episode. Look at that. Perfect. Uh, you've probably uh, taken a couple of other days off here and there. I, I, I might have actually. You're um, both wrong because the person we really want to thank is our Lord and Savior, Sonic the Hedgehog, who's uh, coming yeah. up with their third movie next year. <laughs> and, oh, oh fuck, what, 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 what's the, what's, like, Alpha Rad references that in his um, Adventure 2 video. He's like, oh, shit, he brings it up. He's like, I know there's a third movie coming out. All I'm saying is don't fuck it up or something. Yeah, it, it, it's for the live and learn part. Like, don't fuck it up. You need the song. Sounds about right. Um, no, I, 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 do, I do want to thank uh, uh, our, our editor, Seth, who is constantly trying to scrape together what absolute bottom-tier gunge is being recorded into Steve's mic. Sorry? <laughs> you heard me. It's much better than it used to be. I'll give him that. <laughs> You're welcome, by the way. I spent, like, at least a couple dollars um, fixing up my mic. At least double digits. Recording it into your phone, which is connected to Nintendo Switch Online. Ah. See, there's a bunch of people that have to go and look up what Nintendo Switch Online is because, uh, did anyone else actually put it on their phone? No. I do you do. remember I those, uh, do you remember that Splatoon headset converter? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, that's right. What a shit show that was. Uh, was and is. Anyway, uh, so I, I have, I have Steam charts for this week. Uh, do you? I. Are you why, sure someone else doesn't yeah. have that? I. Uh, what do you What do you mean? Because because I, I I I already I already thanked you. What more do you want from me? Because uh we 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 um. We had a little bit of a discussion. You were taking Steam charts off this week. I was the one that was going to handle it, and handled it. I did. What What, what is this? Is this Is this a hostile takeover right now? It is. It sounds like it is. Yeah. Steve, Steve, did you did you put him up to this? Nah, nah I just let him go. I just let him do things. I love when he lets me run out of rounds with the gate exactly. open. <laughs> he comes to you six hours ago and he's like, just give me a reason not to. And Steve's like, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> so in front of me, I have our creator Spotify wrapped in front of me. And there's a few categories it'll go through. So... This will just be a competition between the two of you. This is like Steam charts, but for Spotify. Exactly. That, that's the no exact way. thing we're doing right now. Um, it Crazy. might take a tiny bit because Spotify is stupid and likes to do transitions between everything. So first up, out of the 44 episodes I think we uploaded last year, which one do which- you think is number one? I mean, let, let, let's, let's just put a pin in that for, for a second. We haven't finished a year, which means there's no way we could hit 52. But the fact that we hit 44 is kind of amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's because we take um, a break every now and then for like a start and end of the year. So that counts. Yeah. Uh, plus, plus a few in the middle where, um, you know, the, the, the best part of this had to go to Japan for a few weeks. So probably didn't upload anything good around then. Yeah. Uh, so are we... Are we I assume this is just between episode numbers, right? So 44, we're on 103 now, so what, between 102 let's and... Say, let's say between uh, 50 <clears throat> and... nine. Well, not 50, 99 and, like, 55. Cool. Uh, 69, easily the most popular. Yeah, same. You're both going 69? What do you, what do you mean, same? You got... Fine, 70. <laughs> okay, so the closest without going over is Patrick. It is episode oh. 91. 
And the episode title for that one was Expros, the leaks are out. So people really wanted to hear our, um, hear what we had to say about the Xbox leaks that happened that week. I don't even remember the leaks. It was, um, it was about the next, uh, well, the mid-gen refresh and potential next-gen oh, consoles. Yes, 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 yes. Yep. Uh, how much more do you think that episode was streamed than our other episodes? Than our uh, average, I mean. So this, this is just a percentage of 1 to 100. Oh, okay. Uh, 69. <laughs> Come on, Steve. Call me. Uh, call, 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 call me right now. Uh, 50. It was 97. Almost, oh, almost double than our <laughs> average. Wow. That's dang. Okay. I guess we need to talk about Xbox more often. Steve, what are you doing? Steve's uh, sleeping on the job. All right. This is, this is another percentage one. How many percentage of our listeners do you think discovered us this year? Surely the majority, right? 69. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to do that every time, aren't you? Well, the thing is, I was thinking the majority, and 69 is just like a number just over the majority. I mean, I, realistically, I would have said something more like 60, but 69 is so close to that. Steven, give us your number. I, I, yeah. Come on, I'm, I'm, running, I'm running two for two right now. You're saying 69. 85. So you're both wrong, and you both went over. It's 57%. Oh, I should have I should, oh. gut-checked it. I, I was going to say 55 to 60, but that, that's, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, I guess I guess there's like a caveat here, right? And that like we we upload this everywhere, so this is just Spotify stats. Yeah, this is just Spotify stats. Yeah, just Spotify stats. Um, still very interesting though. What do you think our average podcast rating is? I believe this is on a scale of one to five. I didn't think we had ratings, so oh, this is hard because if someone does give it a rating, it's either very good or very bad. But 55% discovered us this year, so I'm going to say it's biased towards good, so 4.2. 4.2? Steven? I'm going to go 6.9. You can't go that high. It's, <laughs> it's, the, the, it's the cap is one in five. <laughs> I made my choice. No. Um, <laughs> I want to say, like, no uh, be like, I hate giving out half marks. Uh, 2.5. So Patrick is closest without going over. It is 5.0. Ah, People have just what? been giving us the max. When they rate us, uh, d- uh d- how do you know if there's more than one person that rated it? Ah, uh, that's that's too much digging for me to do. This well, is just too much digging. Issue. Isn't there like a in brackets? Doesn't say out of how many? No, doesn't for that one. Wow, huh. interesting. Because that I, to, to to me that's like that's like the the Uber driver score, right? Where like you never find someone with a five star as a rider or a driver if they have more than ten ratings, just because someone gives them like a four and it just drags it down ever so slightly. Okay, so now now we're in a um in a guess the number, and this is going to get lower every time. So whatever the score I give for this section, when I ask for the next one, it's going to be lower than that or equal. Okay, yeah, yeah, so, yeah I follow. Um, Steve, do, do you understand? I don't think I do. One more time, big fella. So oh if gosh. I say the I answer for this is twenty, and then the next question I ask, it's going to be twenty or lower, is what okay, you have to cool. guess. Okay, cool. Right. I'm with okay. you now. I'm with you now. So, <laughs> 35. <laughs> how many people are we in the top 10 podcasts for? Uh, 10. Do we have an upper bound on this? We do not. Not for this one. Oh. Wait, would, would, would you guess Steve? 10. 
Yeah, 10. 11. It is 8. So you Fuck. both lose on that one. So now the upper bound is 8. How many people are okay. we in the top 5 for? Uh... Three. Uh, uh, five. 6.9. Steven gets this point. It is six. All right. Wow. All the people that listen to us listen to us a lot. And now the upper Thank bound you. is Thank six. Thank you, everybody. So how many people are we the number one podcast for? Five. <laughs> uh, uh, 7,000. Wait, wait, wait. Real no, answer. Number- <laughs> No. That was a real answer. No, I don't know. Uh, 15. <laughs> but, oh my gosh. No, sorry, no, sorry, sorry. No, no, you said the answer was 20, wasn't it? No, I'm saying if the first <laughs> oh one my. I said is 20, then the 20 would be the cap for the next question. And it's going oh, to go... The only thing cap is Steve's ability to math. Yeah. So because the last one was six is the upper cap, that's the upper cap for this one. Uh, two. Surely. Steven, zero to six. <laughs> um, Watch him say 6.9. <laughs> don't tempt him. <laughs> uh, uh, four. So Patrick gets this point. It's free. Yo. That's crazy. I can't believe there are three people that need to go outside and touch grass. And also listen to every episode back to back again. I believe that is the last interesting stat to show. Yes, it is. Uh, we got we got any any genre any genre? not not to guess, but just just to throw out. Yeah, okay. Let genre, me scroll back stats. up. This will take a second because of all the transitions Spotify is throwing at me to scroll back up to that part. I wonder if it's like um, Spotify wrapped the musical one where it puts like audio to each of the the panels and so if it's just random sound bites from various episodes of ours over the year <laughs> oh that would be so funny <laughs> just but completely no, it out of do context that. each of oh. us telling steve to shut up on different transitions i wouldn't like that <laughs> i reckon the three people who are, who think that we're number one would uh, maybe yeah, you might be onto something there big fella am i wrong rate us a five and find out <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to work backwards here. So uh, our listeners' top music genres are number one is pop, number two is rock, and number three is contemporary country. <laughs> you okay, stop, don't not- listen to us anymore. To contemporary country, you're, you're out. I you're banned. not ready for contemporary country. Like pop and rock, yep, yep. Belly generic, I love that. Contemporary country. And then for their top podcast genres, it's number one is leisure, number two is comedy, and number three is TV and film. So nothing about video games, huh? Nothing about video games. Mm, I see. <laughs> where, where, where they go for video game content? Well, Clearly. Uh, it, well, I guess episode 103 is as good a time to announce as any that we are pivoting to contemporary country TV and film. No, Yeehaw! we are not. Yeehaw! Uh, well, thank you. Thank you for that, Seth. Uh, I, will, I will save my Steam charts for next week. Wait, no, not next week, or next year. <sighs> Crazy. Actually, it kind of sucks because the Steam chart was going to be the number of people playing uh, the, <laughs> the, the, the day before. And the guess would have been how, uh, how few of them are playing uh, a week from now. Um, anyway, uh, right, so I, I, guess, I guess we get to move into Around the Lounge. So uh, after that, other than looking at our Spotify wrapped this season, what else have you been up to, Seth? Uh, the Final Fantasy 16 DLC had a shadow drop, but 
at the beginning of the week. I oh, know last week. Um, and yeah, so I just gobbled that up right away and played the first DLC the night it came gobbled out. That up. Gobble gobbled it up. Yes, you know, like Turkey, like the thing that uh, contemporary country people listen to. See, I am done with the youth. Or the thing I do in bowling. Hey. What do you mean Love by the that? Enthusiasm. I <laughs> know uh, that's cool. Uh, any anything else you want to hit us with, or no? Just that. Besides that, I've just been trying to get episode one hundred and one done and dusted. It's still in the it's still in the oven. Probably going to be up tomorrow. Still, still doing a little bit of cooking, huh? Yeah, but uh, I'm I'm considering whether I want to try and jam the next well. Yeah, every the backlog of episodes out in the one week span, like so that one's delayed. Put one or two out like this weekend, and then put this one out on the proper time, or just do them every week from here. Hmm. Well, but that's that's uh, I think that's a decision up to my discretion as I go through. Exactly. Don't we get yeah. a vote? No. Steve, oh. you're barely people. Uh, but despite <laughs> being barely people, uh, what have you been up to this week? Uh, I've been playing the ooh, French game Jusant. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jusant. Does it come with free constipation? Um, yeah, I think it does actually. Nice. And how about you, Patrick? What have you been up to? Have you been constipated? <laughs> I have, but that's a whole other thing. No, um, uh, I I think the only interesting thing is I finished Zom One Hundred, uh, which I briefly talked about. Last week, and actually, I'll just go straight into that now because there isn't a huge amount to follow up. It's about ten episodes. I enjoyed it. I I'm not a crazy uh like there, there's like a very short list of anime that I'm like yeah I I really like that anime I'll, I will watch that again. Um I don't, I don't really know if if some one hundreds on there, but I I enjoyed it. It was fine. It's like a solid seven. It's it's one of those like the the earlier episodes where I think more uh were more interesting just because they were a bit zanier, maybe, and then either I got used to it or they became more kind of what I expected from just zombie media in general as as the series went on. Yeah, sometimes um, a zombie show does a neat gimmick and then by the time you reach the middle of the season, it's like, okay, gimmick's worn out. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily think it was that the gimmick had worn out. I think it was just that it was doing a good job, to me at least, of, maybe it is gimmicky, but also just the kind of typecasting of the different characters in the sort of protagonist group. Um, they seemed different enough early on, and then as they introduced other characters, you're like, ah, it's the typecast of this sort of character. Awesome. I've only seen, like, a hundred different versions of this play out in other things that I've watched, and so it was just slightly less interesting, because I'd sort of I could kind of see where it was going before it got there, sort of thing, uh, which was a bit of a shame. But the early, early episodes I, I quite enjoyed, just because of how, as I say, zany, offbeat. Um, art style very cool, though. Uh, the whole thing. So it, it is like the, an anime, isn't it? it? It is an anime. Apparently there's a live-action one as well, which I don't know that I enjoyed this enough to go check out the live-action one. I actually don't know if the live-action one is considered better or worse or anything, but... Um, it is it is animated, but I, I do want to call out the quite cool art style of um they 
did the kind of Shaun of the Dead thing a little bit, a very drab, very gray, because uh, the whole thing is about like a guy who's just beaten down his, in his office job, so everything's gray, everything's muted, everything's dark. Uh, and then uh, the zombie invasion happens, but then all the like blood and gore is sort of rainbow, and so it, it literally just like brightens up the world, which was just a really interesting artistic direction uh, that, they, that they continued with. But yeah, it's sort of, I, I think... I think part of it is just uh, it, it fell into a few of the tropes that I'd just sort of seen play out uh, that it didn't keep my attention as, as, as much as I sort of hoped it would. But still, not bad. I mean, I, I, I'd give it a solid, like, seven. Like, worth, worth watching if you, if you don't have anything else of immediate higher priority. But it does free me up to try and find a way to watch Invincible Season 2 because that part of, part of the kind of over-the-top, rainbowy violence and gore in Zom 100 was just making me think, man, I should watch Invincible Season 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to watch more of that. I've only seen the first episode so far. Yeah. See, I, I was uh, luckily enough, uh, lucky enough ah, lucky enough to scam a Amazon video sub off of my parents for a bit, and then it did the, hey, if you want to log in, you just need to go to the email and, uh, and, and say that you trust this browser, and I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> so... I'm hoping when I go and visit my parents, who I love dearly, and obviously are going to see them over Christmas, but all I'm saying is while I'm there, you know, um, maybe I just hop on the email. Maybe I just click the Trust This Browser link. That's, that's all I'm saying. Uh, Hold and so maybe on I watch one second. Season two. Patrick, the Ace of Strong Ally is just a Windows machine, right? It um, is. Can't you just, can, can you just get the Amazon Prime to trust your Ace of No, 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 no. That, that's not the issue. So, um, you, you are correct. Yes. The, the issue is I need to get to my parents' emails to say that the login attempt that I've just tried to make is valid from yeah, yeah, any yeah. device. Yeah, I know, I know that. I'm just saying, can you uh, make the Asus ROG just watch Prime Video once you, um, once you get to their place to enter their emails? Yeah, could do. I was going to use my laptop, which I would otherwise use to watch it, but yeah, I, there's nothing stopping me using the ROG. Um, you should. You, could stick net, you can stick Netflix on You seem oddly hung up on specifically yeah. using the ROG ally for Amazon, Amazon Prime. It's, it's more, I think it's a needs idea because it's just a, it's a smaller portable machine that you could use to watch things while you're taking your shit. <laughs> oh. I feel like, like the, the, the smaller version still is my phone. But I guess. I like where you're going with it. <laughs> but yeah, that's all. But yes, anyway. I yeah, was just curious. Uh, that, yeah. And where are, where like, are we? Where, what's going on? <laughs> you know what they say? Curiosity got to watch Invincible Season 2. <laughs> um, I've, I've heard that it's good. I've heard that it's good, which, which fills me with joy because I really liked Season 1. So I've read the uh, comics as well. The comics are really good. Is it? Uh, yeah, from what I read about those... the comic, from the comics, the comics were really great. Yeah, no, I, I've heard that too. What, what I was going to ask was, um, uh, I've heard that because the boys is also a comic series. I think I'm pretty sure. If I'm not mistaken. I believe on that. you're correct. Yes, but they deviated with that with season three, I think, in a couple ways. And so I'm curious if that's the case because I guess like the the easy thing because it's an animated show is. The, because Invincible is an animated show, is to more closely follow the comics because it's animated. But I'm curious if they are doing that or if they're doing The Boys and just sort of making it its own thing a little bit. 
They um, I don't know if make you know a that. couple That's of changes, jumble a few things around for the sake of pacing and keeping things interesting, but also they kind of give more more spotlight on certain characters. So like you know that demon detective in season one, yes, that kind of looks like Hellboy. In the in the comic, he exists for like one page to be a joke, but they actually oh. give him like a fleshed out motive and something to do in the first season of the show to make him more of an interesting character. Hmm. Where in Didn't in the he comic, die in season one, or am I am I making that up? I think he comes back. He's got like a weird. He's from hell, so he just comes back. Uh. yeah. I don't think Nolan killed him, but yeah. Um. Basically, in the comic, he shows up once to go, I'm investigating this. Then the next time he shows up is after everyone found out that Nolan killed everyone. And so he just gets laughed out of the room. That's funny. That's what we do to Steve. <laughs> Not funny at all. Uh, um, yeah, interesting. Um, although, actually, I while I say that, Boys Season 4, I think, also got a, an announced... Oh, no, I, I did get a trailer, I'm pretty sure. Uh, that's on the horizon. Not out yet, so still keen to watch um, Invincible Season 2, but I just, I, I keep the two of them close together because I've watched them back-to-back -back when I first got access to Prime Video. <laughs> really roundabout way. We got really on top of Zom 101. Um, you're about to say something, Steve. Um, it wasn't Thank important. Thank you, Stephen, ladies um, and gentlemen. Yeah, no, I, I, um, I don't think I fucked with, like, The Boys Season 3, but uh, I'm still looking forward to it. We, 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 I remember this chat. Go back and listen to one of the episodes. <laughs> we definitely talked about this. Um, we, we were both in agreement that season three was annoying because the end of it was basically where they started just minus a character. Yeah, like nothing changed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So hoping that they go back to the, the old boysy ways of season one, season two. But yeah. I mean, there, there, there were some good moments in season three. Yeah. And there was um, uh, like character development, like with Huey getting powers and being a fuckwit and Starlight doing. Starlight stuff. Starlight things, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, and you're like, yeah, I don't, yeah, she's not a very good character. But, like, in terms of an overall, like, season arc, th th those were great little moments within a season, but the season arc itself was weaker than other seasons. To me. Yeah, and I guess that's really all that matters. You're right. It is all about what I want, Steve. You're right. And what I want right now is for you to talk about uh, Jusson. Jusson. Okay, so, um, and please excuse, um, this is a French game, um, and the word is for ebbing tide. You're supposed um, to say part of my French part, and then just swear. We're starting this segment the most racist way that Stephen can. Uh, by beating up on the French. Oh, it, we were going to say by saying um, slur. <laughs> I did say the F slur. He doesn't like France because that's, uh, that's where the no gigante is. Cause that out, Jeff. Let's come that out right now. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the Gigante is stored in the balls. <laughs> um, Pokemon is stored in the balls. Actually, true. Um, uh, so, where am I? So, Jusant is a <laughs> in France. <laughs> oh no! Um, so, Jusant is a uh, game developed and published by Don't Nod, uh, and we'd probably know oh, Don't Nod okay. as like a yeah the the nice uh, indie studio um, who developed our favorite game, Life is Strange. Remember that? Um, well, I, I tell you, since that game came out, life has been very strange. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you could say that. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, so it's, it's a nice indie <laughs> and game. And that's anything I have to say about it. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, so 
essentially what it is, it's, it is a climbing game. Like it's not a story-based game like Life is Strange. Um, it is a climbing game as in you are some oh, kid. Oh, this well, game. Now that, now that you said climbing, it's all come back to me what this game is. Well, then I guess, I guess I'll just hand over to you then, Seth. No, no, no. I haven't played it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't no, played no, it. I've just seen the French. trailer for it. And like the entire time it's like, no, don't nod. It's not ringing a bell. I know who they are. And it's like climbing. Oh, right. That game. Yeah, the one so- that people looked at and went, that's just Uncharted climbing the game. Yep, there you go. I was going to say Assassin's Creed climbing, but there, yeah, it's pretty much that. Uh, and that's it, that's fine. It is what it is. Um, yeah. So essentially, uh, this is my favorite bit when Stephen's like, "It's fine," and then he has he has like five minutes trying to think of something else to say about the game. Um. So essentially, yeah, it's a. Uh, what am I trying to say here? So it, it is a climbing game in the sense of you are uh, some kid or something who's climbing this really big tower to blow these horns to make it rain or something um, for whatever reason. Um, so you're in a French strip club. Got it. Yeah, but essentially, yeah. Uh, and essentially, it's not really given a reason why you're climbing this. You've got like a little buddy that's sort of helping you come out, but sorry, what helping you... Uh, but yeah, it's helping you, and that kind of is pretty good. Um, and that's all the story you get. Like, there are texts within the world, um, as in, like, there's diaries and letters and stuff that you can read, and you get a bit more sense of what the world's going on, and there's, like, a big drought that's gone on, so everybody's climbing this tower uh, to look for these creatures that can give out water, but it's not really known why your character is doing it. Like, the assumption is there that you're looking for water as well. Um, and that's fine. But then at the same time, it's very... Um, did you really need to climb this type of thing? But whatever, they climb, they climb. Uh, and it's, it's interesting because uh, it's while it is climbing, it does it in a very safe way, as in like you've got like a belay thing. Um, so it's not bel- like Celeste where you're just yeeting yourself up a yeah, bit. Yeah, no, up it's, got, it's got um, uh, like a bunch of rope and stuff and you put yourself into the wall and you've got a bunch of pitons that you can use to sort of climb down. It's it's pretty interesting. It's pretty neat. It's very short. It's only about, uh, I'd say, about four hours. Um, four hours, yeah, four hours. I'd say pretty confidently. Um, I mean, you'd, 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 you'd end up being pretty tired if you were climbing for four hours, though. Yeah, but like there's different, um, uh, what's the word, uh, like rest stops where you can go and stuff as well. So it's 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 fine. Play on the call. Um. So, and also as well as while it does do this, it also has like a stamina meeting. So uh, stamina meter, sorry, on like how you're climbing. So if you get tired, it's like, all right, well, you've got to go. Like you've been fucking around for too long. Um, <laughs> essentially, uh, get not get lost, but uh, find a better way to climb type of thing. And that's kind of where essentially all the gameplay is. There is no magic uh, sense of combat there's no sense of puzzles to solve there are some puzzles in the sense of um uh there's different ways to climb up the the big tower thing there's it introduces some things like you'll have uh like your weird little bird thing that you're bringing with you can make like a sound and this will bring life to nearby plants and then you can use that to climb 
Uh, but if those plants hit sunlight, they only last for about like 10 seconds or something. So you've got to quickly, quickly run up. Um, climbing is mapped to the triggers as well, which is pretty interesting and pretty unique, I'd like to say. Um, yeah, as in you, the sense it can be good or bad, though. Yeah, as in the sense of using triggers to climb is... It's weird. It, it just it doesn't feel... Not like that it doesn't man. feel intuitive, but it, it's just like a weird way, like instead of like pressing up and A or any other button, you're just sort of clicking in the button. Um, and it does okay. do a couple of... Oh, no, um, uh, maybe something that Seth would get more. In uh, Astro's Play Lab, you climb with the triggers. Remember yeah. that? Yeah, with the, the monkey suit. Yeah, with I mean, the monkey Astro's suit. Mean Astro's Playroom? That is what I said. Go back and listen if you don't believe me. Uh, and then Redis oh, yeah, 5 cool, cool. Um <laughs> Yeah, so, so I guess, I guess that, like... Uh, I don't know if you've played that, Steve, but that felt fairly natural to use the, the as the triggers because it was like left hand, right hand for the grips. Yeah, it and it also had the haptic, so like it, um, the harder you squeeze, the harder you gripped onto the um the rocks. True. Yeah. Yeah, and and it does have that as well. Um, uh, as in the sense, like the triggers do rumble, and there is like a left, like your your left trigger can controls your left hand, your right trigger can uh is your, your right hand and so on and so forth. Um, but it just gets a bit tiring after a bit. Like it's just, I'm just left, right, left, right, left, right. And that's it. There is a jump mm. um, that you press with like up and A or a different direction and A and stuff. Um, and that's fine. Like, but at the same time, uh, it, it just gets a bit weird and monotonous after a bit. But it is a short, it is a very short game. And that, that works with advantage. Like it's three and a half, four hours. And I think that is the perfect amount of time to spend in this game. Um, it doesn't overstay its welcome. Um, uh, and there are certain parts that go a bit longer than what they should. Um, but then at the same time, it's sort of over a bit faster. It's like, oh, but then like it's, it, the section drags on as in like you're doing this one thing for five or 20 minutes. Oh, sorry, 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, and then it's kind of over. And it's like, oh, that was a bit of a longer sort of section. Um, than what it should have been but then it kind of works out and then it's kind of oh okay we're in the next section or the next biome and all that kind of thing uh, and that's kind of it like i i'm just looking at my notes now like this game is very zen just climbing and going up and all that kind of stuff it it kind of feels very um yeah what's the word i'm looking for uh it feels like a good time uh, and it's kind of like you're sort of just getting into the zone. You're enjoying yourself. It's it's it it is what it is. Um, I'm trying to struggle to find a way to better describe this game without using words that I already have. Would you think that people will look back on this game and go, you know what, life is strange? Who, Jason is what Don't Nod is known for now. Uh, I don't think so. No. Um, while it is a good game, I wouldn't say it's that good. Um, it's, I'm not going to say it's forgetful because it's not, but it's kind of like, all right, it's over. I enjoyed my time. And uh, that's kind of it. Like, there's no, there, there might be a couple reasons to replay it, as in, uh, you've got like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, different ways to climb up the mountain. Uh, but like, that's kind of it. Like, there's nothing really doing here. Um, apart from that, um, and that does make it interesting. And there, are, just because there are different ways to climb things, doesn't mean you should go back and repeat it. It's not that different. 
Um, but yeah, this game was an all right experience. It exists. And then it does do what it does. It, it, there's no real challenge. There's no real sense of... Um, like the hardest challenge of this game is sometimes the camera. Like it will start, try to go around you, uh, but then it will get stuck on a cliff face and then it just gets really awkward and it's like, oh, what are we doing here, big fella? Like a, this is kind of rough. Um, mm. And that's and then those, part, those parts are like unfortunate and like pretty grim uh, because it really should not be doing that. Uh, but at the end of the day, I still had a good time with it. I, I enjoyed my time. Uh, but it's just very, it knows what it wants to do. It does it really good. It doesn't overstay its welcome. And then that's it. We're done. And it's like, it's, there is kind of a musical something in the background. It doesn't really, I thought it was going to crescendo a bit more. The higher you climb, it never really does. Uh, and then it's kind of like, oh, okay, we're over now. Yeah, but I, I still enjoyed my time. Um, yeah, that's it. I get the feeling I've said that's it a couple of times, but that's it. It's just like a little couple of things. Um, it is what it is. Yeah. It, it, exactly. It is what it is. And it is a seven out of 10. And I think that the only reason it's not like a, it's not a five or a six is because that small condensed time frame it's in. So what you're saying is, if Ubisoft had made this game, it would have been an open world. <laughs> yes, and it would have terrible. And it would have had Far um, Cry gun mechanics. Yeah, it would be <laughs> fucking terrible. Yeah, but I, th- th- this is good. It, it, it's good. Um, if, if you're interested, it is on Game Pass, and that's where I heard it from. I heard it from um, the Xbox podcast with, like, Major Nelson's not on it anymore. Um, but... Yeah, I, I heard about it through them. I heard about it at the Giant Momcast that it was like pretty neat for what it is. Uh, if you've got Game Pass, I, I recommend checking it out. Like you've literally got 15 minutes to sort of, I like this, I don't like this. doesn't get any different. It changes a couple of, introduces different ways of climbing, but that's, it's essentially climbing the video game. Um, and yeah, that's it. I, would I recommend someone paying for this? I'm not sure. It'd be pretty rough to be like, oh, yeah, play this game. But what you're doing in the first 15 minutes this is essentially the end of it. You would be playing it for the world building and the narrative elements that go on the back end behind it. But even those are not missing. They're just a bit light on it. And there are. You could explore and try to find all the diary entries and all the letters and picture this picture, then piece this world together. But then, like, why would you be doing that? Like, maybe for a couple of achievements or something um, for the sake of the challenge. but. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I didn't really enjoy it. I enjoyed it. So you said it's on Game Pass, and like now that you've said that, the entire time you were doing your ending statement, I've just been thinking, this definitely sounds like a game where they put the moniker, it's perfect for Game Pass at the end of the review. Egg, <laughs> egg fuck exactly. Like, it is perfect for Game Pass. It is one of those games, like, if you've got, like, a, a weekend free, just boot it up in the nighttime or something, play it through. Um, or play it in like one hour segments like what I was doing um, <laughs> and you'll eventually get through it uh, but yeah it's, it's enjoyable cool uh, right <clears throat> any final thoughts or do we move on um, 
Not really. I'm trying to think if there's like a funny meme or something you can get out of it. Um, no. No, there isn't. I've got nothing funny to say about this game. Sorry. You tried. It's just not a funny game. <laughs> Is well, climbing fun? Probably not. Uh... I thought I thought I had like a a fun a fun segue on je 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 sent, but I can't put it together. Oh well. Uh, while I sit in quiet contemplation of my own shame, um, Seth can sit in his own contemplation of quiet shame by talking about Final Fantasy again. Um, Final Fantasy. What's what's hang up? On, what was on, the, let what me was start the up Pokemon drop? Sleep first. Hang on. Let me start up Pokemon Sleep first. Yeah, so as we're going to get into later, uh, the Game Awards happened last week, and the what? Of- you know, the Game Awards, the big Jeff Keighley show where they Who? announce a bunch of games. Uh, Hideo oh, Kojima's guy. best friend. Ah, yes. Hideo and Kojima. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, oh, he, did, his, he did his yearly <laughs> end of year awards show. That's not really an awards show. It's just announcing a bunch of games that we're going to be playing for the next five years. And yeah, yeah, he does, do, do, he does think, do awards, though. Do, do, do you think if we legally change the name of the show to E3, anyone would complain? Absolutely I not. Would. I've seen so many people actually say he should just do it, and because E3 said he should just name it E3. No, he shouldn't. He should do his own thing. No, there's no need to remaster it. E3 was an in-person E4. event, the Game Awards. <laughs> E3 only came out two years ago. Why are we remastering it? <laughs> well, yeah, I feel like cause... E3's been a lo- around a lot longer than two years. <laughs> nah. It has been through several generations, you're right. It's um, also been gone a lot longer than two years. Also, don't forget as well, um, the Game Awards, uh, you can put that as an acronym as TGA, which makes it the Jeff Award. Like, why the fuck would he let that go? I think he's onto something here, Patrick, and I don't like I, that. Yeah, I think, he, I think this might be the best idea he's ever had. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say the best idea I've ever had. So we're going to move on. Second best after recording with you, Chuckle Fox. Yeah, anyway, back to Final <laughs> Fantasy. Yeah, so Aww. one of the things that they announced at the Game Awards was that uh, the first Final Fantasy sixteen DLC was being shadow dropped. Uh, I believe the entire season pass basically was $40, just under $40, and I just went ahead and bought that because, yeah, I'm going to... I might as well go to cheaper option, and I'm just going to play these the moment they come out. Uh, standalone, though, this first one was 15 Australian dollars. And I think that's kind of a fair price. You basically get like three hours of content, two hours of a pretty good dungeon, and then a cup uh, like another half hour to an hour of cutscenes to lead into that. Uh, if you're not on board with uh, Final Fantasy 16, this isn't going to convince anyone to like give it more of a chance. But if you do like the game, then this is just more content to just play through. The story is pretty light. It's just kind of giving a little bit of uh, background lore to justify the dungeon. And yeah, in, in the end, it's just more of an excuse to get a couple of hours uh, of gameplay squeezed out. They've said that uh, they planned for this one to be about two to three hours long, and the next DLC, which is going to be a lot longer, is planned to be around 10 hours long. So that's... Hang on, when you, sorry, when you say uh, giving that time frame, uh, is that... Uh, from start to finish, it's just like from a narrative point of view of what it's trying to do? Or is it, it's 10 hours in total to explore and do every side quest and all that kind of stuff? I don't know uh, for the 10 hour one, because this one, they said it'd be about two to three hours and that's how long it took to 
get from the start to the end of it. But the next one, they are doing like this whole new open, uh, open zone area with side quests and stuff. So maybe it'll be 10 hours of story and then a couple of extra for some other stuff. Or maybe it's like seven hours story and then three hours of side quests. But hard to tell right now. They haven't been too forthcoming about what that one's going to have. But yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, just interesting. Just, sorry, interested. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this one was just a lot of fun. Uh, I played it on my New Game Plus file, so I just went with like the, my level 100 build. And it, it's a combination of it being out of practice for this game, but also this DLC pro's hands. All the enemies were up to like level 100 to match where I was. And they were pretty difficult, which was a lot of fun to like get back to grips with what the game's got to offer and also have uh, these new challenges and bosses that are actually difficult to fight against again. Okay, that's so fine. I'll, I'll... What you're saying is that you got skill checked on Return to Final Fantasy 16. I did. I got skill checked and I passed the skill checks. I died a couple of times, but I, I came back stronger with each death and took out the bosses. The, the Dark Souls of Final Fantasy games, you might say. No, that was Stranger of Paradise. Oh. Uh, that was on sale the other day. You know what I didn't buy that? You should have. Um, it's a good game. <laughs> Some might even say yeah. one of the best Final Fantasy games. Some might even say the best Final Fantasy game. I'm not that brave, though. Who? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. It's not me. I've seen it. It's not me, though. But yeah, uh, for $15, you also get potentially the best boss fight in the game and the best music track in the game. Uh, they, a, a big complaint with uh, Final Fantasy 16 was that they didn't let uh, Soken cook with the OST. Uh, he's, people know him for all the stuff he does in Final Fantasy 14, and he does a lot of good work in Final Fantasy 14. And in Final Fantasy 16, he was kind of limited to do what you'd expect from medieval fantasy setting vibe and it's just every now and then he got to like go into a different genre and do something interesting but it wasn't a whole lot uh so this one they take the the final boss of this one is uh, the omega weapon and I'm, I'm just putting it out there because it's in the trailer they show you what you're fighting against in this dlc in that trailer I didn't yeah. realize they could put my penis in the trailer. Uh, they couldn't. They, it was um, it was too small. That's had to get get rid of it because it was like a choking hazard for children. <laughs> Seth, edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, uh, they the Omega Weapon is a boss that shows up in Final Fantasy fourteen as well. So they just take its theme from fourteen and do like an EDM remix of the of its fourteen theme into this game and it works really well it's one of the best tracks in the game i think like probably the best but jury's out on that one but it's up there top five at least so people are coming out of it like if they already enjoyed 16 people are coming out of it pretty happy but they're also saying hey like if you didn't like 16 originally then don't bother maybe wait for the next dlc see how that goes don't play this game no, play this game. It should have been a contender for <laughs> game of the year. It's uh, DLC, my friend. 
Play, play oh, the game when all that. the DLCs out and they do the eventual game of the year edition. It'll win game of the year somewhere, I think. Probably you mean when not. they remaster it next year? Yeah, exactly. Remastered it with the DLC. Yeah, and better yeah, graphics. Yeah, yeah. Finally, the way the game was meant to be played. Until PlayStation 6 version comes out, then that's the way it's meant to be played. <laughs> PlayStation 6 so version. Much. You're already thinking about the remaster already. We're getting the PC version next year. And yeah, uh, so yeah, a, a couple of other neat things. They do, they, they introduce more accessories into the game that open up the combat a little more and give it more interesting flavors. So there's a couple flavors, that- Flavors, nom nom nom. There's a couple that are trying to make the game easier a little bit, but on top of that, they also enhance the game a bit. So for example, there's one that's- uh, there's a mechanic in the game where when you attack and it clashes with an enemy attack, that counts as a parry. And so there's an accessory they've added into this where it goes, hey, so when an enemy's attack is parryable, we're going to change the color of its name to indicate the timing for it. And if you, if you have this equipped and you do a perfect parry on an enemy, uh, this time slow that happens after a parry is going to be extended by 20%. So it both does makes it a little easier for you to identify it, but also gives you another reason to do it where it gives you a bonus for doing it. And kind of, it, it makes the game a little easier, but I think it's a neat trade-off. That's and then cool. one of my favorite ones is that there's a mechanic called jump cancelling where you can cancel your aerial attacks or just stay in the uh, air longer by jumping on an enemy while you're in the air. And... In 16, it's limited where you can only do two jump cancels per, uh, like every time you're in the air, and then it resets when you touch the ground again. There's a new accessory where if you've got it master, if you've got the jump cancel ability mastered, then they've upgraded it to six times. So now you can just spend a lot more time in the air doing more flashy aerial combos now, and that that's a lot of fun. And it's a lot of things like that where they've added things that either make the game a little bit easier. Or they give you things that make the combat a little more flashy, but haven't really expanded the uh, combat outside of just giving you a few more tools, like expanding the tools a little bit. Is it the sort of thing where, like, <clears throat> anyone new who plays the game will now have these accessories to go through the main game with? Or is this an exclusively, like, post-story area? This is exclusively post-story area, so you can't do this uh, uh, DLC until you do spe two specific endgame side quests that are right before the final boss. So if, you, if you're playing like a fresh run, these, these will probably play more into effect when you do New Game Plus, or if you've already finished New Game Plus and maybe doing the arcade runs of the levels. And where do you fit into this? Uh, it would be where I go into this, doing the arcade runs of the levels. Yeah, gotcha. What, hang on, hang on, whoa, 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 what the fuck are arcade runs of the levels? Uh, you can replay action stages and skip all the cutscenes, and it gives you a, huh. it gives you a score for uh, how well you play through it gives everything. you a score. God, I hate fucking games. I do not want to be scored. I don't want to be graded. I'm trying to have fun. Um, but no, <laughs> you froth that. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stink your kink. Who am I to judge? Part of the fun is getting a higher score. <laughs> and they just recently did an update as well fun. with this DLC where they fixed the arcade, uh, the arcade mode. So, like, actually doing combos now gives you score because before it was all basically 
use your special abilities and try to hit as many enemies as you can with those special abilities to get as high of a score as possible. And so people were just running through using the most powerful abilities in the game to just uh, get as high of a score as they can. So now they've added things where, you know, if you keep spamming the same special abilities and you're going, your score's going to degrade over time and other things are going to actually score better now. So they've done some retooling to give people a reason to go in and try out the arcade mode run. That's cool. I think it's cool. Yeah, look, you're having fun. Who am I to... Yeah, I, 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 mm. so if you're bringing like in-game gear to this, are you getting like DLC category gear, I guess, that sort of makes the arcade modes really easy now? I believe the arcade mode scales you down to what oh, your level appropriate for that level. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah. But like, like, does the equipment matter that much, I mean? The equipment will matter if you... Uh, so, so there's two things, there's two ways to replay levels. You either do like a straight replay where it's just, okay, I'm going to take my leveled up max stats into the level and just plow through it. Or you do the arcade mode run where it's, okay, we're scaling you down, but you have all of your abilities to mess around with. And all of the, your abilities are what goes towards a score. So if you don't care about the score mode, you can just go into like, okay, I'm going to go into this level 10 dungeon as a level 100 person. Okay, I think I, um, yeah. And also, yeah, uh, they, they do introduce a couple of new um, DLC-specific equipment into the game. Uh, once, you, once you upgrade it, they are just the best tools in the game now. But the new weapon they give you. <laughs> a little bit of a disappointment to me. I really like the design, but stat-wise, it's the exact same as the Ultima weapon in the base game. So... It's literally just which sort of design do I like better to equip for that one. But like the chest armor and the belt armor, they actually are just the best in the game. Which is which is neat. Oh, as it should be, to be honest. Yeah, you paid for this content, you've gone through it, you might as well have the best gear in the game now. Yeah. And then that, that just makes me think when the next DLC comes out, it's just going to go even further. Um with uh, how high the uh, equipment's going to get. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I, again, I don't think... If, if people are on the fence about 16, this DLC specifically is not going to do anything. It's just kind of more enemy content if you enjoy the combat of the game. Does that make you more excited for the, I guess, larger DLC coming soon? I mean, I was going to, I was going to be super excited about that anyway because I love this game and I'm going to just do everything I can in it. Oh, another one, 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 one final thing. Um, <laughs> they fixed up a glitch that I ran into with the game. Uh, so in the new game plus run, uh, they give, uh, there was two weapons that I couldn't upgrade to their maximum forms because for some reason they were calling for the base game. Uh, oh, what are they called? Materials. They were calling for base game materials to upgrade those weapons, but because I was in New Game Plus, I couldn't get those materials anymore. The enemies that dropped them dropped the New Game Plus versions of those materials. So they've gone back and actually fixed it up. So now I've actually got like a full kit of everything in the game at maxed up uh, equipment levels. Because I, I 
was one of those freaks with this game where I'm like, okay, I got everything. I, I'm 100% kitted out and done. Hmm. Like, every little tick box I could do in the game, I've ticked off. You platinumed it or whatever the 100% word is for... Yeah, DLC? I platinumed it. Yeah. How long did it take you? Um, hard to tell because my time's fucked up from when I did the spoiler cast and had the game on reading through catalogs of things to do the story summary. <laughs> Wait, are you doing a spoiler cast of the DLC? <laughs> maybe. Undecided at the moment. But maybe. Depends how much story is in the DLC. Yeah. And I've learned my lesson from last time. <laughs> it will not be seven hours. My brother in Christ, you were the host. <laughs> I know, and... Yeah, we, we made a decision. I'm living with that decision, and I've realised, yeah, no, that's not the best way to do that. But yeah, out of ten, I'd say... I'd say an eight. No, seven. Seven. Story's too light. Yeah, that is okay. shockingly low for a Final Fantasy yeah. 16 anything score from you. I am being fair. I am not doing my score where I say it's got issues, but it's a 10 in my heart. I am giving the real score right now. <laughs> it's a 10 on the inside that counts. But yeah, a 7. Too light on the story, but the combat's great. Cool. Well, uh, any final word or do we move on? We can move on from that. Sweet. And with that, we come to the end of part one for this week. Thank you to you both. As always, Steve, shut up. Don't say anything. You've been saying something every time with some kind of snarky comment of the last couple episodes. Okay, it's not Steve. It's going to Thank be you. me. I'm sorry, Patrick, but I'm hitting you with some breaking news. You've, you've already done the... Fuck it. No, there's no point finding you. are just going to edit it anyway. What's up? Yeah, I put it into the um into the uh into the priorities tab of our Discord. Uh Bungie uh, no, not Bungie, sorry. They they're on the mind still. Um Insomniac got <laughs> hacked. A lot of internal oh, yeah, documents that have been hacked and yeah, it's a ransomware and the person that stole it all is trying to sell it for fifty bitcoins a minimum uh, is the starting of the auction. It's got a lot of employee data, some Wolverine data. And the personal information about Yuri Lowenfall as well. Oh, jeez. Wow. It's got information uh, about employees that are no longer there as well as of like two months ago. Employee passports. It is a fucked up list of things to get. Yeah, this is worthy of breaking news. Holy shit. Sorry, I'm also kind of reading through it to see what else I can bring up from it. The passports, employee passports. Uh, ex-employees that are now working at Disney, uh, personal details of Yuri Lowenfall, signed in confidential emails and documents, and they want they they want Insomniac to uh, pony up within seven days. Otherwise, they're going to sell the data to someone, whoever wins the auction. Never, never pay ransomware. Never, 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 never. Just swap them. Yeah. <laughs> Ransomware, ransomware them back. <laughs> ransomware them back. Make, make Send Spider-Man them 3 try. just for them. Send them an email back with their IP address. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, the, but the, it's the only and, way I know how to cope with this. And the, and the eyes emoji. 
This you. <laughs> it's not even their IP address. It's like their actual like coordinates in latitude and longitude. <laughs> coordinate. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, don't no. really have a comment on this. That's... Yeah, no, this is insane. Um, yeah. yeah, I hope they get caught. That's all i got to add to that. The, like, so the thing is, they likely will. It's just a question of, like, how long. Yeah. What happens with this data in the next seven days? Who's to say? But I am certain this will catch up with them at some point. It's just whether we hear about this in two years or something, if they've finally been extradited from wherever ba- whatever basement they're hiding in. I think it's we'll hear about Diaries in- episode. I think we'll hear about it in six days. I think they'll track him down and before the time limit is up, they'll have the person. Can you imagine if, if they, they suddenly cut to an interview with one of them and they're like, yeah, this dude dressed in a, in a ratchet outfit came in and broke both my legs with a wrench. <laughs> Clank was in the background cheering him on. <laughs> and they, for some reason, Peter Parker was there, but he had a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Yoda one uh, getting yeah. smoked, gobby. <laughs> Jesus, do you reckon they'll pay it, or is this? Well, yeah, this will be an ep- on an episode of Darknet Diaries in like a year and a half. Um, it's hard because there's so much recent like uh, law like shit in the in the US that's been passed around this that I don't know if it changes if they pay it, but they definitely have to disclose a lot more around it. Hmm. But it's, it's kind of shitty, right? Because at best, you're taking them at their word that they aren't just going to try and sell it on or that they are going to give you the only copy of the data they have and all this other kind of what-if type shit. I don't know. I think there are people out there who are smarter than me that have a better idea of what to do in the situation, but all I can say is it's shitty and uh, let's... <laughs> as Seth said, Let's join the lobby with their uh, latitude and longitude as the username. Yeah, I guess that's really the only thing you can do. Hmm. Uh, right. Well, um, thank you for all, that. All the best news. to Insomniac. I guess, Seth. Yep, all the best to Insomniac. Hope they get some sleep and they don't become Insomniacs. That's, I'm so sorry. That was terrible. Um, but just as terrible. Uh, this article from IGN, which is a, a weird phrase uh, in terms of IGN and journalism. It's, it seems like it's been a while. Uh, remember when they had that thing of like, hey, if you want to be a journalist for IGN, we'll pay you like 20 bucks an article? There was no, a I don't thing. remember that. Uh, no. I'm, do you not? I'm sure it was IGN. They were like, hey, we're getting rid of a lot of our stuff, but we still want to do news articles and things. So if you want to write for us, you can. We'll pay you on a per article basis. And a bunch of people went, this is terrible. And I think they had to walk part of it back or clarify part of the pricing. Anyway, that, that's, that's, that's neither here nor there. Point is, it's an article from IGN, which, shocker, um, which seems to be crazily well-researched, also shocker, talking about how uh, <laughs> terrible the culture is at Bungie at the moment. Um, ju- just uh, like around layoffs, because that's been happening throughout the industry this year. Uh, uncertain future, the Sony takeover. It's... There's, there's a lot in this article. Um, really well written. Uh, are there any cliff notes that people want to pick out? Because I, I think going through the whole article would probably take too long. But uh, I guess there's a couple things I'm going to call out in that uh, we have rather tone-deaf uh, 
uh, not interpretations, what's the word I'm looking for? Upper management seems rather tone deaf around the impact layoffs is having on employees. Uh, where's one quote here? Yeah. Uh, two people have confirmed that Chief People Officer Holly Bar Barbakovi, hope I'm saying that right. Or oh, actually, you know what? I hope I'm saying it wrong. Yeah, fuck you, Holly. Um, specifically stating take. that layoffs were a lever that the company would pull again. Spin to win, baby. Um, which I don't think you want to tell people that when they're at a company that you're all working for. That seems shitty. Um, yeah, there's there's a backdrop of 100 people being laid off out of the, what are we, 1,200 that remain? Or 1,200 prior? I think it's 1,200 1,200 of those remaining. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, basically taking all the cost-cutting measures. Um, so pay freezes, hiring freezes. Um, morale's on the floor because all the team events have been stopped. Uh, even of the layoffs, it seems like it's disproportionately hit uh, women, minorities, and accessibility-minded people, which, good job, guys. Uh, that one... I think it also hits some people that are, like, are in charge of, like, pushing for diversity hires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that, that one's really interesting because that, that one... Uh, there are kind of... There's like a particular lens, which is terrible and it's like great and terrible, which is that uh, companies want to hire more women, more diverse groups, that sort of thing, which is good. The problem is they do that on like a recent basis of we've made a push to hire these people. So then when layoffs come and they have to look at who they're going to cut, they cut the people they've hired most recently, which is all the women and people uh, to help um, uh, increase diversity. They're the people that get cut first. And so it's, it's kind of a, a, a tragic, uh, it's almost a cycle, really, um, particularly with, with industries that seem to be just really keen on going through layoffs and cost-cutting measures at the moment. Uh, I think there was one other. Ah, yes. So the, um, the, the two other things that I want to call out, and then, and then I'll throw it to, to you guys to follow up. Uh, first thing, uh, the article talks quite a lot about how Bungie's quite proud of its independent uh, way of handling things, which. Uh, I, I'll admit, I actually haven't been too far around Bungie things, particularly recently. Uh, and so, take it out its word, I'm sure it probably does have quite a proud independent history. Uh, but they're talking about how they want to increase outsourcing, particularly QA, which is becoming the industry center thing to do. And also, uh, whether the independence that they've grown to enjoy and as part of the brand uh, starts coming into conflict with Sony uh, goals. And that was following into the second thing, which I was going to mention, which is that it has, it was, uh, I want to get the words right here. Uh, was it rumored? Where are we? Where is it here? Uh, yeah, exact details of Sony Steel to acquire Bungie are still unknown, but there have been sources that have said that they were told by leaders that the current board split in terms of responsibility, some of it. Sony responsibility, some of it Bungie as the studio responsibility, that that power split is reliant on Bungie meeting certain financial goals, and that if they don't meet those financial goals, Sony, and I quote, is allowed to dissolve the existing board and take full control of the company. Oh boy. Yeah, currently <laughs> it's two Sony representatives and three Bungie representatives, one of them being the, like, the tiebreaker from the Bungie side. And yeah, so taking that into account, this is all of these layoffs are, and everything that they're doing is cost-cutting measures 
is just basically the CEOs and board representatives doing a desperate grasp to hold on to any power of Bungie that they can still can because they don't want to lose the company to Sony. Which brings up the question, why did you sign the deal? <laughs> why did you take yeah. on this deal when you know there's a possibility of you being absorbed? You were already doing pretty poorly before this happened, and now you're just doing poorly again and you're cutting out everyone that... So, cutting the jobs isn't going to make the money back. In fact, it's going to make developing future games to make money back even harder. Yep. <laughs> Preach it, sister. And and the worst part is that in a Q&A session, uh, employees asked if CEOs taking a pay cut was ever considered and we've talked about this one before, but it still hits every time where Bungie responded that they're not that type of company. What does that even mean? It means they're not, not that guy, pal. Trust me. <laughs> it means that they're not going to cut their own pay to help bring Bungie afloat. Well, they're going to be out of a job soon, it looks like. Um, well, uh, not that I'm surprised. They, they, they won't, though, because if, it, if Sony does come in and properly take it over, either... Golden parachutes for all, or they stay on in the new management structure. They literally can't lose. It's all the people underneath that get shafted, as usual. Yeah. Yeah, and with all of this happening, employee morale is at an all-time low. Uh, Would you say that it's bungee jumped? Ooh. Tangled on by a Fred. That 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 would rely on it coming back up from the bottom, which uh, also uh, also as well, Pat. Uh, uh, can you can you um can you not say that because that was the joke that I was just literally like literally just about to open my mouth and you fucking said it so um yeah that's not cool man would you say that they bungee jumped <laughs> um yeah I, um, shitty shitty reading um hits I the, the okay so the, so the thing is this article reading this article is shitty yes but I suspect. All of the layoffs we've had in the industry this year, a style of this article is applicable to every company or every studio or every developer that's gone through something similar of cost-cutting measures, layoffs, morales in the toilet, shitty working conditions, all of it. I don't think Bungie is the exception here. I think the Sony stuff makes it the exception. But a lot of this, I assume, holds weight to a lot of people affected by the stuff this year, and that just makes it hit. A little bit different to me. Yeah, it. I'm curious what this, what the Bungie situation looks like in a world where they're not in fear of Sony fully absorbing them. <laughs> then the CEOs got their pay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe we're in the same situation. Maybe it's not as many people lost their jobs, but people still lost their jobs because the final shape isn't doing as well as Bungie hoped. What is the final shape, Seth? The final shape is the new Destiny expansion. Wrong. The final shape is round, and that is what we should all aspire to be. I told you before, that's my shape. Get your own. If I could just, if I could just borrow it. No. Okay. I will settle at giving you an oval. I'll take oval. It won't protect me from a sea bear attack, but I'll shout out to SpongeBob SquarePants references. Fuck, that was niche. I don't know where I pulled that a from. Sea bear reference. <laughs> Huge. It's, it's because you think you have Nick All-Stars Battle 2, the game that was nominated for Fighting Game of the Year. 
No, you know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking, no, this is Patrick, but you were close. <laughs> Didn't he go start Broadway out like on Friday or something? Oh, uh, a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> oh. It was like it's a month ago at this point. Sh- it's already come out, holy shit. Yeah, Alpha Ray did a whole video on it. I awesome. did not watch it. Anyway, anything else to say on Bungie? No, this situation really sucks for... Like, as, as usual, I heart goes out to all the people lost that are losing their jobs over this. But it's... The CEO behavior at Bungie itself is really making this one, like, hit hard. Yeah. Not that I can say it's surprising. Like, we've seen it time and time again with layoffs and dumb CEO attitude, but... Yeah. Oh, one, one last thing I wanted to add as well on this is that, yeah, the, there's the entire looming threat of Sony taking over, but Sony wasn't the one that called for the, cut, uh, for the employees to be cut to uh, cut costs. That was all Bungie decision. Like, this is all the CEOs going, yeah, no, we need to cut people to save the money. It's not like Sony came in there and was like, oh, yeah, so here's what you do to avoid being absorbed by us. <laughs> Oh, the WikiHow guide of how to avoid being consumed by Sony. Ten, ten steps with pictures. You won't believe step four. Um, yeah. Shitty, but we're going to move on. Uh, Please. Just sad now. <laughs> well, Would you this like next to continue article, being sad? Yeah, yeah. Will not help in the slightest. Uh, because the Time Splitter Studio, Free Radical Design, uh, has, has shut down. Uh, moment of silence for another studio being shut down uh, amidst, amidst this year. Man. 2023 really is the best year for games and the worst year for making games. Yeah. It's just continuing uh, yeah, to trend I, so badly. Yeah. Uh, it's, and profits keep going up and up. Um, yep. Unless you're Fortnite, Genshin Impact, or Honkai Star Rail. Uh, good luck. So everything should go to free to play. I think Fortnite is actually doing worse year over year compared to last year. Really? They're, or in terms of like player numbers, their OG Fortnite thing is like the fucking biggest I've ever had. Even, um, but, even if I agree with yourself, money, who knows? they have made so much money off of that game. I don't think they can run they out if they tried. And then oh, close true, down true. Bandcamp no, you're right. They... <laughs> no, you're right. They did buy Bandcamp and then they said, hey, we have the receipt. Can we return this, please? And then they said no. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, you feel that? So I've seen it. <laughs> I, I look at this article about free radical design shutting down and I go, hmm, where have I seen that before? And then in the article, embrace a CEO. Like, ah, yes. <laughs> there yeah. it is. Yep, another embracer shut down. Man, can't and- believe consolidation had such bad impacts on all of the smaller studios that got consolidated. Who could have possibly seen this coming? Yeah, and Free Radical was just reformed by Radical back in 2021, so two years ago, and their entire existence was to bring back the Time Splitters franchise. I can't believe they didn't just try remastering it like Naughty Dog. It's probably on the table. I I was trying to figure out how to continue, and I was like, no, I think just simple. That was probably on the table, or they were just going to do a sequel. I'm not sure which. But they could never do it like The Last of Us. That's too much money in The Last of Us. Mm. You can't remake a remaster like they do. <laughs> it's different. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have anything to add to this. 
Yeah, no, uh, moment of silence for another Embracer kill. God, the Embracer KDA is so high right now. Yep. And Maybe next time they'll get bought out by Daddy Money again, and they won't. Uh, oh, well, it is what it is. It is. Got good news today? What it is. Um, no, we got oh, another no. studio closure. It, it depends on your perspective on this one. <laughs> uh, in fantastic news, uh, that was probably a poor choice of words. Fantastic is shutting down. <laughs> and that's F-N-tastic, not F-A-N-tastic. The A stands for... Appalled. Ligma. Who's <laughs> <laughs> Steve Jobs? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's... Take us away, Pat. Uh, so, I've been dunking on the day before. Most of the internet's been dunking on the day before. Uh, much like the day before today, uh, it was a simpler time in the day before, uh, where uh, Fantastic, the studio behind uh, the day before, uh, tried to release a simpler game. Uh, a game that, despite their best efforts to say, was not an asset flip money grab, by all accounts seems to be an asset flip money grab. <laughs> And to, claiming to be in early access for the next six to eight months. And was shut down after four days, which was why it's really funny that on the back of the previous article, um, which I have already closed, it's awkward, uh, on the back of the um, Free Radical Design article, the next article in the list is how to refund the day before. Oh. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I well, think with yeah. the game getting shut down, people are having a hard time refunding it. It, it is going to be difficult to refund because the, uh, you know, like, uh, the tutorial mechanics and everything else in that game make it really hard to actually play the game, like, the game as it, as the core game, uh, within the Steam refund window. So I imagine there's a lot of people locked out of this. Um, a lot of people are actually expecting Steam to kind of step in and, and make some kind of mark about this. So this, this one annoys me. Um, I've... There's a lot of history as to why this game's being clowned on as much as it has been. You kind of need a longer form summary video to like really understand. Like the, the it, broad it strokes like a three is hour video it, essay. If you yeah, exactly, exactly. Which you, you sit down, you, you sit down, and you watch while eating lunch or or dinner or both. Um, but Lina. the the <laughs> yeah, Lena, the the supper. Um, the the real broad strokes <laughs> of it is that it seems like they put together a whole bunch of marketing material and trailers and demos and things that were completely fake. And then uh, they then had to make the game that was based on the marketing material that showed that, you, you know, like the, the game that they had, that they showed in all the marketing material. So they this, had to is go the, and this is the opposite direction No Man's Sky could have taken. Yeah, this is, this is the bad ending No Man's Sky, yeah. Uh, and so, uh, actually... I don't know if it's if it's in the news socket, but I want to quickly touch on that just because it's funny. Uh, with No Man's Sky, I'll do that after this though. Um, uh, and so now roll around to today. So all of that stuff went down a year ago, basically. And so roll around to today, uh, or, or like current time this week, uh, they finally released the game that was apparently the same game that they've been talking about in all the marketing material and all the hype and everything else. And it's it's shit. It's it's like your. I don't want to say bog standard Steam Greenlight experience, but it's not far off. Uh, and so everyone, quite rightly, is dunking on it for No Man's Skying the hype uh, of, you know, they promised 
all of these parts of this game, which just never came to fruition, what, what happens here? Uh, and th this kind of annoys me because it's this sort of shit that makes it like being an indie game dev by all accounts is just rough. It's just difficult, especially if that's your only source of income. If there's any ramifications of this sort of behavior of overly of overhyping something and then overpromising and underdelivering something, it will only make it harder for other indie game studios to just exist on a platform like Steam where it's already hard enough for them. Do you know what I mean? Like that this kind of behavior just ruins it for the whole class sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, the whole mm, one yeah. bad apple ruins the lot argument. Yeah, because on one hand, I absolutely think we should take steps to avoid this shit happening again. But on the other hand, I can't really think of steps that you could take that wouldn't also just backhand an already oppressed group, which is indie game devs. You could probably so, put some, some things in. I, I don't know. It's the fact that they've like closed down is always hard. Yeah, um, yeah Steam there are some smart has, people. They might have some ideas. Steam already has some measures in place to try and stop people from doing asset flips and scam releases, but then there's things like this that still make it through. Yeah. Is there, uh, um, is it more about people not buying things just the second they come out and waiting a bit? Like, sort of take the point someone's got to make the dive, but like, what, what are we doing here type of thing? Like, can we literally wait like a week before we like everyone buys things? Like, I'm looking in the, the Steam and there's like 68,000 uh, reviews mostly negative like that means more than 68,000 people have uh enjoyed the game or enjoyed uh bought the game <laughs> um yeah it's it just like it's maybe never buy things on Yo, right steam needs its own game pass hang on let him steam hey let him turn to steam let him cook make steam let him boil water i'm done patrick um... i think he's lost it he never had it to begin with, to be fair. That's true. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's one of those, like, it, it is one of those really tricky spots because it seems like, other than overhyping something, which is what No Man's Sky was guilty of, on paper, technically, it doesn't seem like Fantastic did anything strictly wrong or strictly illegal. So, having said that, I do still feel some sick amount of joy that this has gone so badly for them that they have to close down the studio. And I don't know where that puts me morally, because I enjoyed clowning on Gollum, because I thought Gollum was a shitty game, and as I said, and I still stand by, when Daedalic... Uh, Daedalic? It was Daedalic, I think. Yep, Daedalic. I believe so. And I put out that yep. press, they put out that press release and I spelled it wrong. Lord of Ring. <laughs> Despite that, when they put out the press release saying this is not the game we wanted to make, and my retort still is, please explain to me what the fuck the game is that you wanted to make, because it seems so worlds apart different from the game that we got. I genuinely felt bad that Datalook had to shut down off of that. It's like, haha, this is a shit game, let's meme on it but it had real impacts on people that had worked on that that probably weren't part of the decision-making process to QA test it and say, hey, there are these issues, let's not release this. Oh, um, and I've heard stories people... from people that work in QA where they bring up these issues and it's just, they get ignored, basically. It's like, yeah, no, but no, we have a target I... to hit. 
Exactly. Yeah, they've got to, they've there, got to release their game. They've got to get the bottom line. The, the, there's all of that, but it still comes back to Golem was a shit game. I felt bad when Daedalic went down. I didn't. I wasn't surprised when Daedalic went down, but I felt bad. Here, I don't feel bad that the studio's going down, but it's a similar impact of, I assume there are a few people that are now out of work as a result of this. Like, this was an amount of time that they did put into something that just has failed catastrophically. But it's, it's weird. It's, it's like, it feels like we should be trying to prop up as many studios as we can because of how many layoffs we've had, how many studio closures we've had. But at the same time, if this is the result of trying to prop that up, it's so hard not to just shit on it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's like, it's like, um, uh, I am always in favor of, of delaying a game's release to give it more polish. But then that only exists to a certain point, like we, like, like, like we ragged on um, the first little bits of Suicide Squad that we've seen. Uh, Arkham, no, Gotham Knights? Arkham Knights? Gotham, Gotham Knights, Knights. Yeah. Uh, but you think the Suicide Squad killed Justice League? Uh, Go Gotham Knights wasn't bad. It was just a... but, but, but Gotham like, Knights looks bad from what I saw. But but it's uh, like it's like aggressively mid, right? It's like we're we're we're, we're trying to like mid. celebrate like yeah, you know, like people getting into making games and more games is better than less games, all this other stuff. And you look at what what's produced and you're like, I I fucking hate this. <laughs> just, yeah, I I I genuinely feel sad at the state of the gaming industry that this is what is the kind of flagship release stuff and obviously there are wins because we're going to celebrate the game awards and, and a lot of really good bangers came out this year as well but I don't know it's just it's, it's something like you read closure after closure of studio ah oh, this is bad you read shitty game after shitty game ah oh, this is funny but then a shitty game leads to a studio closure and you get like a mixed bag of responses on one hand it's like ah oh, this is terrible like I, I, I feel bad on the other hand it's like good I'm glad you shut down because you made shit games. And it feels like a gamery trope of falling into that, of just shitting on the people behind the games somewhat undeservedly, because chances are the decisions that led to this failure were made by a couple people and not the company itself. That's, I guess, where my, where my stand is. It's basically feel bad for the grunts who had to deal with it, it's, but like the people that ran the company and maybe the company itself didn't deserve to stick around. Yeah. Even though chances are they will land in some other cushy thing to fuck something else up in future because seems to be a track record of that going around. Yeah, and apparently the CEO of um, Fantastic has nuked themselves offline. <laughs> Can't imagine uh, why. By, by that I mean like they've just gone rid of all their online social media stuff, not like they took a nuke to themselves offline. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've also been trying to find a team size for the studio, but I can't really find one. So I, yeah, I was it's... curious if this was like a big studio or if it was like a handful of people that just did a shitty release to try and cash in on whatever they could. Gut feel says it's like a handful of of people. The uh, the closest thing I can find is that there it's anywhere between fifty to two hundred, and two hundred isn't a small studio size, really. No, yeah, no the, it, it, both both those numbers are bigger than I was expecting. I was expecting this to be more of a ten to fifty type. Yeah, studio. I was I, I was thinking like if it's like a ten to fifteen, then maybe this is like a small bunch of people got together, made something bad, and we're just trying to cash in. Yeah, but fifty to two hundred feels like mismanagement. And yep. not entirely sure where they were going with it. 
All I'm saying is, put me in, coach. Could I really do a worse job? Do you know Unity? Can you learn Unity? <laughs> I can... I, I, I know Unity in as far as I can buy a game and then download and delete and download and delete, and then I make a bunch of money for someone. That's Not, um, not my company, but, but someone. That, that's still a couple of weeks away. Just hold on to that thought. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm keen to move on. It's, yeah. yeah. Just it's off shit. the back of, like, yeah, the, the, the Bungie article makes me sad. Uh, the um, uh, free radical design makes me sad. This article, kind of Schadenfreudedly, makes me happy. Like you, you, you no man's sky and fucked up. Congrats. Um, the the no man's sky thing was really funny. In I don't remember after which award. We'll get to the game awards stuff. That, that that's coming soon. Got another couple to get through before that. But during the the, the game awards, Sean Murray, Sean Murray, Sean, yeah, Sean Murray. Uh, yeah, okay, it is Sean Murray. I know his first name, Sean. Um, Sean Murray. I think during the Game Awards, had a chat with someone there talking about how they're now working on uh, a new project, because uh, it was off the back of, they announced like another expansion for No Man's Sky coming, which is slowly creeping up the list of things that I want to play, because it's holy good. shit. Play it. Yeah. So many, so many expansions. Literally free. Literally free content. Perfect. Um, but they talked about how like, oh yeah, there's this new project coming. Uh, we're making, I think he talked about how it's like a realistic Earth, but the, the problem was, he kept spinning it as like a true open world experience. And I just see a few commenters going, Sean, <laughs> Sean, we've been down this road before. Yeah. Sean, stop. <laughs> Sean, Sean is in on a joke where he posted um, it basically a joke internally where someone messaged him going, um, Sean, it's just a video game. All you have to do is announce it. Don't overpromise anything. And then he's <laughs> yeah. replying to it going, fuck. Yeah, so that 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 was a that was a, a near gamer moment. We'll see. The, the I good think news they've is, learned their lesson, and they're also five years deep into this one, and their studio hasn't been flooded this time. <laughs> yeah. Everything's looking up, but I, I also think I actually I'm I'm not sure. I I think there is a certain amount of I almost want to say Trumpism with Sean Murray in that. It's gone so catastrophically wrong on the release of No Man's Sky that he could overpromise the second game, but I don't think it would work. <laughs> Surely I nobody think... believes him anymore. Like, sh that, that, that's my point. That's my yeah. point. I, th I, think, I think he could say pretty much anything about the game, and people would only take maybe 50% of it as true. <laughs> anyway, by the by, but I just thought that was funny coming out of the Game Awards, especially after how much No Man's Sky, No Man's sky all over the place. Five years um, anyway. after release, it will finally be the game he promised at the Game Awards. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, the final non-Game Awards news for this week. Uh, we have an epic win. Uh, man, I'm just bawling with these headlines right now. Um, because a jury has sided with Epic over saying that Google has in fact got a monopoly over App Store uh, purchases. This is the Epic, uh, Epic versus um, Google App Store thing, which I am honestly a little confused by because I think the same lawsuit played out versus Apple and Apple won. It did. So uh, and from my I understanding, I don't really it, know where this sits. I think it was a little bit different though because um, Epic 
purposefully broke the terms of surface service by saying, hey, uh, don't buy it here, buy it here for a discount because Apple takes this amount. Whereas with um, the thing with Epic, it was, uh, hey, it was more Epic saying, hey, uh, the Google Store is like the only thing that really anybody uses because it's the only thing that actually exists. Somebody should look at them. Um, I, I think it's just the, the weird wording is a bit different. Uh, but this is not mm. legal advice. It's also that in the article it says is- that Google versus Epic was decided by a jury while the Apple versus Epic one wasn't. Ah, okay. Yeah, uh- good catch, good catch. Uh, anyway, uh, a big win for, for gamers and a big win for gamer devs as well because- Potentially, we don't know what, uh, what Google has to do to be anti-monopolistic. True. And they are, I think, trying to appeal it as well, because of course they are, and they have a bajillion lawyers and all this other stuff, but... But, like, are are we taking the side of Epic on this one? They're a billion-dollar company. So, weirdly, in this billion-dollar company versus billion-dollar company fight, we are still siding with the underdog (laughs) in both of these. Because, so, Epic's whole thing is that it's shitty that adding 30% onto everything that people do uh, just to give Apple or Google the privilege of hosting your stuff is a monopoly because there's no other like way you, to you're compete. the host. Yeah, but my monopoly is good. My monopoly is based. Ah, it's of course, it's yeah. slightly different. Yeah. Um <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Steve, a counterpoint. Would would I have a would I have a monopoly uh that people had an issue with if we weren't rated five stars? Or the favorite podcast of like three people? <laughs> I mean the award winning podcast. Uh, exactly. exactly. You won the funniest podcast that Stevens on. Remember that? I did a whole True. award show for it. You did. You did. You actually got Jeff Keeley on on the mic. It no, was I got your Steve old, Keeley. It was your old shitty mic, but but he was there. It was Steve uh, you, Keeley. You 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 also changed his name to Mike, uh, and so you were like Mike is on the mic, and then you laughed at it. No one else did, but you you thought okay, that was Okay, second too far. Drop it. Drop it. <laughs> um, Move on. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. So we, we are siding with Epic in this one, I think, um, because breaking up the monopoly of Apple and Google can only really be good. There's the, the, the closest to giving credence to the Apple and Google side that I've seen is that uh, at least with Google and Apple, they have measures in place to prevent shit making it onto the App Store, which is a real double-edged sword in the case of so much of the shit on the Google Play Store, because wow, like, I think it was it was like some calendar apps. No, calculator. There was some calculator apps that were literally mining Bitcoin off of your phone CPU. Ah. And Google just goes, yeah, well, I mean, what can you do? You know, like you only own all of the app store. We can't police it all. Yeah, so- exactly. it is hard to police it all. Yeah. Like there's a mil- it's not like as if the most phones come with a calculator app either. Fucking <laughs> um, All I'm. All I'm saying is a lot of the decisions that Google, particularly Google, Apple, I'm sure, but I don't really use, like, I don't have an iPhone, um, for example. But a lot of the decisions that Google have made around the Play Store, particularly around perceived lack of policing on policies, and also just the stories of the absolute shit that makes its way onto there, that you could even report and is still just left there untouched. Um, I feel like they burnt a lot of the goodwill where I don't want to go into bat because I don't want to go into bat them because the track record that they've currently left us with is just kind of a, a pile of shit. 
uh, insofar as that this is what the app store looks like currently. If we break up with that monopoly, would it look worse? And I'm not saying it can't get worse, but I'm saying uh, in the current state of things, Google has no incentive to make it better. And that's, that's not good. I think it might just become a case of either more people get to open up their own stores, which is what Epic wants. They want to open up their own store on these things. Yeah. Or you just let people download things just from websites. Yeah. Which yeah. has its own slew of issues. But yeah, um, both, both of those are valid. And uh, I, I do side with Epic on the point of if you drop the 30%, it becomes way easier for people to be developers of mobile apps specifically because they don't have to factor in the 30% cut that gets taken on every purchase. Yeah, and even then, Epic's not really doing it for the smaller guys. Tim Sweeney's, oh, gone, no way, yeah. Tim Sweeney's gone on record and said that uh, Epic stood to make hundreds of millions or even billions of dollars if they didn't have to pay those fees. Cool. But at the same time, it still, it still does benefit the small guys. Yeah, so, like, but, the, but the thing is, like, but it's, it's, more likely to trickle, it's more likely to trickle down to the smaller guys on Epic's oh, side than the yeah. Google side. Yeah, so every dollar trickle down side. economics. <laughs> what do you mean? Trickle down economics works. Trust me, bro. My uncle works in the treasury. <laughs> How's that going my, for Bungie? My, <laughs> huh. my, my uncle is Mr. 1% tax cut. It's, it's like a weird given name. Uh, anyway, we shall move on. Uh, get to move on to Game Rewards. Yay, gamers! Gamer Christmas! <laughs> gamer Christmas! Gamers rise up! Uh, so, uh, we'll get to the chatting about the awards themselves, or like the categories for the awards themselves, uh, in a bit. They announced a fuck ton of content while doing the Game Awards. Uh, are there any that people just want to kind of hit off rip? Because we are not going to go through all of the shit announced. Um, um, the couple that I want to hit, just to kick things off. World of Goo 2, I swear I thought that game was dead because I remember playing that at least 10 years ago, if not longer. I'm shocked that it's getting a sequel. Yeah, it's a 15-year-old um, game and they make fun of that fact in the trailer. Where they open it up with, them. <laughs> where they open it up with like the kids playing it on what looks like a Wii remote going... Boy, this game's great. It's too bad they never made another one. <laughs> oh, is that that reference? I didn't get it. Um, At least it is self-aware. Uh, the other couple that I want to hit... Sorry, Steve. I'll, I'll, I'll let you... I'll, I'll, I'll let you finish in a, in a, in a sec. Uh, I think Warframe, Whispers and Walls. Uh, one, Warframe, I've fallen out a little bit out of love with just because the content cycle took a direction that I didn't particularly vibe with as much, but having an update called Whispers in the Walls is just great to me. Fun fact about that one of uh, Ben Starr, the voice actor for Clive from Final Fantasy 16, is going to be a major character in it, which I think is fun. Hey. Oh, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. cool. Good on him. Um, Come to me, a freak. He was blinded by light in Game Awards. That's a funny <laughs> joke because Blinded by Light is a Final Fantasy 13 song. Ah, I thought it was. Um, that's the battle theme, isn't it? Dun, yeah. Dun, dun. Oh, what a tune. Uh, the other couple, free DLC for God of War Ragnarok. I thought that was pretty cool. I reinstalled God of War Ragnarok today in preparation for that. 
Nice, because that that's that's actually available now, isn't it? They did it as like uh, right after this, you can go and play it. Yeah, no, it was it, they said it was going to be coming out a couple days later, but that couple days later is essentially around now, or it'll be tomorrow now. morning for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so there's that. Uh, uh, this is the big walk. I'll just um, jump in what, here. So, um, sorry, just quickly, what the God what? of War Ragnarok DLC is is a new roguelike <laughs> mode. <laughs> Steve does his best to derail me and then gets derailed himself <laughs> by Seth. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Uh, yeah, I just thought it'd that. be worth mentioning. Yeah, it's a new roguelike mode for God of War, which makes sense for this game where the action is good enough to handle that sort of thing. Yes. Uh, and the final and to me best announcement of the day, of the night, of the show, uh, Monster Hunter Wilds which I thought was really cool that they managed to sneak the slot before the game of the year was announced, which just added even more hype to it. Uh, but on one hand, absolutely stoked that we're finally getting Monster Hunter Wilds, or it's like the next Monster Hunter game announced. I, I think I ballparked it for next year that they'd announced this, uh, just because yeah, that Yeah, I thought they were going to do better. it on March when it was the 20th anniversary. Exactly, yep. Um, I admittedly, assuming that they were going to announce it in March, thought that it would be coming out next year. <laughs> but no, the, the Wilds trailer, um, the, the teaser at least, didn't show us a huge amount, but also said that it's coming 2025, like, apparently everything else fun. So, fuck next year, I guess. I sleep, and then I wake 2025, uh, like the beautiful butterfly I am, but still very excited. I'm a little, oh, tangential point on top of that, uh, just because it was pointed out, uh, by you, I think, Seth, actually, um, that Monster Hunter World is now getting some love again off the back of this hype, which is great. I've been playing Very it a while again recently. It's, it's, uh, it's I, interesting how they're doing World and not Rise. Um, okay, so you want to hear the funny thing? Ah, oh, fuck, here we go. Set him off. On the Steam page, Monster Hunter Rise's most recent news update is about the 20th anniversary event and votes. But if you go on the Monster Hunter World page, the most recent news article is about Monster Hunter Wilds being announced. Ah, oh, weird. So, yeah, it's essentially... Monster Hunter essentially has two teams. You've got, like, the Monster Hunter World team and then the Monster Hunter Rise team. So Wilds is going to be the sequel for Worlds, while Rise was, like, the sequel to Generations Ultimate. Yeah. And then whatever happens after Wilds is going to be the sequel to Rise. Yeah. And so I was kind of hoping we would have some kind of Monster Hunter content for 2024. I know some people have said, oh, that's what Monster Hunter now is for. Fuck you, you're wrong. <laughs> um, but essentially, yes. But essentially, yes. Yeah. A, a, little, a little disappointing. But um, hey, if we have enough people playing World again, that'd be sick because I need to send 50 guild cards to people for an achievement. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I've got one. I yeah, that's a fucking dumb achievement. Still, still have not got. I'm at 20, apparently. So maybe I can help some, some newbies get, get up to speed. Uh, and anyway, the big thing that, they're doing is that they're going to be doing weekly streams of World again to like get people excited for Wilds and bring in more people into the World community. It's currently on sale for ten USD on Steam. It is, yes, good point, good point. Uh, yeah, highly recommend people go and check it out. I have six hundred hours in that game. I regret a couple of them, <laughs> <laughs> like two, only a couple. Yeah, yeah, I like like two. <laughs> See, and I thought we were going to leave Monster Hunter to the end because it's the one I got the most to talk about as well. Um, so even though this is like a sequel to World, they show off 
a rideable mount that's replacing the Palamutes, where it's like a lizard yeah, chocobo Palamutes, now. Palamutes are extinct now. See, that's the thing I was going to talk about. I don't want Palamutes to be extinct because as much as I love Palicos, I am a dog person and I loved that the Palamute was added to Rise. <laughs> so I, I want my doggy boys back. And so I'm hoping that they're back as either a second... Skins. No, not skins. I don't want them to be skins. I, I'm either they bring in the Beastmaster weapon class that got scrapped back in Monster Hunter 4, I think it was, or they just make Palamutes like the new Palicos, where they just come with you on hunts, but they're more DPS focused while Palicos are support focused. Mm. And they just yeah, like I... they, they just take the rideable mechanic out of it and put it on this new creature. I've seen a few things sort of theory crafting what the little parts of wilds that we've seen so far might include, might entail. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's very exciting, uh, I guess is, is where I land on it. And, uh, I feel like there was going to be some other follow up piece. No, can't remember it. It might come back to me later. Um, go and play Monster Hunter. Sorry, Seth, continue. Yeah, no, that's all I had to add. I, I want my doggy boys back. Give them to me, Capcom. Fair enough. Uh, what else? While 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 you're talking and Steve is not, um, what what other what other uh, announcements? What other trailers took your fancy? Rude. Uh, let's see. Let me let me <laughs> get me. back. Let me get back to the top of this list and start scrolling down. Uh, Windblown looks good. That's a new multiplayer roguelike by the people that did Dead Cells. Just an animated trailer they showed off, but I thought it looks pretty neat. Uh, they showed a new trailer for Metaphor Refantasio, the new Atlas RPG, and that, oh, yeah, looks, that looks good. That looks really interesting to me. Something I really like is that they have this new. They kind of change up the combat where in Persona Five you could ambush enemies, and to get like the heads up in the turn-based battle system, while in this they give you a free-hit combo on the world map to take out smaller groups of enemies and just get the XP without having to go into the turn-based combat. But if you do it on, like, a larger enemy, then you just get the advantage in the actual proper combat system. So it's just kind of a neat way to mix up action gameplay and turn-based gameplay and not have to deal with fodder enemies. Um, yeah, I guess it, it does look good. It does look good. It looks, it looks very persona, not sure. Yeah, uh, they, they did a bigger video. Um, there's like a 15 minute long video where they go into deeper details about everything. And just from watching that, I'm really excited. Like they still have the time mechanics that are in Persona, but they've made it more like interesting. Like you can travel, you still travel around the fields and everything, but it's like instead of it going day by day, it's uh, whenever you travel to a new area of the, of the world map, it's, it takes down from how much chunk of time you have left to compete in the story of the game. So that's a, that's a neat way of twisting the Persona formula. But yeah, I'd recommend people, if they're interested, to check out that video for more information. Uh, Kamuri is a new game by uh, Ikumi Nakamura. They didn't really show much as a CG trailer showing a lot of people doing parkour, but it looks like it's going, to, it's going for a style of Ghostwire Tokyo, but with more source. So I, I'm kind of interested in that. More sauce. Uh, Sega announced five games. They dropped a trailer where they're like, okay, we're doing a brand new Jet Set Radio, a brand new Crazy Taxi, brand yeah, new... Cool. 
uh, Streets of Wait, Rage, was, Shinobi. Was it brand new? Was it brand new? Or was it remastered? They are brand new games. Okay, cool. Okay, because it, it was sort of a bit unclear. Um, a little bit, yeah, but it looks like they're all unclear. like redesigned characters, and I think it's like a reboot or redo of the series, like uh, new okay. entries. Uh, the weirdest uh, one to me is that they're doing a new Golden Axe. That that's really weird to me, but. Eventually, I'll give all of these a try. I don't think they're all going to be, like, full-price games. Like, maybe Jet Set Radio is a game that they'll make full-price. But everything else looks like it'll be in, like, the 30 to 40 US dollar range. Mm. Uh, yeah, neat. And they, they, prom- they promise that they're going to be doing more of these for more of their franchises. Now, as much as I love that, Sega needs to get their head out their ass about that whole union thing. Um, it should it should be. I'm I'm very excited for the Sega stuff. Uh, I'm a bit like Crazy Taxi Taxis. I never played it, but I played that Simpsons Road Rage, which is roughly the same thing. Um, and I'm a big fan of Jet Set Radio, which is something I've said numerous times on this podcast. Uh, yeah, and Shinobi is just a really cool series that I've seen and played a couple of games of. It's really it's really golden access, like the weird one here, where it's like you haven't been relevant since the Genesis, I think. Yeah, literally who asked? I think there was a PS3 game, but that's bombed. Oh, okay. And yeah, uh, Dragon Ball Z Sparking Zero, the new Tenkaichi game, just looks really cool. Um, a few people were worried about the roster, but then I saw the dog from Universe 9 in the Tournament of Power arc. I'm like, okay, if this jobber is in the game, then the roster is probably fine. <laughs> this jobber's in the game. Um, yeah, like it's... Uh... It's just gonna do weird shit with it. It's this. He is a Dragon Ball Super version of a pool. Ah, yeah. Well, it look. It, it's uh, it should be good. Let's leave it at that. Yeah. Let's wait till that comes out. Uh, Visions of Mana is a new Mana game from Square Enix. Not a lot to say about that one, but I'm excited for whatever new RPGs uh, Square Enix wants to do. Rise of the Ronin by Team Ninja looks fantastic. That's the new, like, it kind of looks like a blend between Neo and Ghost of Tsushima is what Team Ninja is aiming for. And that's going to be coming out March 22nd, which is the same day as Dragon's Dogma 2. How can they do this to me? Um, <laughs> if I You specifically. Gun to my head, I'm probably going to get Dragon's Dogma first. But I do want to play both of those eventually. Uh, Hideo Kojima announced OD, which is his game that he's partnering with Xbox for. Uh, that uses what a weird X- trailer that was. Yeah, it was a really weird trailer. It shows that he's going to be using metahumans and actors in it. Um, it- something I think is really cool, though, is that apparently it's going to be a psychological horror game. And so he's collaborating with Jordan Peele on it, who's been doing fantastic psychological horror movies. True. Yes, uh, And yes, it's very yes, interesting as well, because in... Um- as I'm sure we all listened to uh, uh, Kojima's podcast, um, he did have Jordan Peele on it, um, and they were talking about like collaborating for a game. Uh, so that might have been the the seed. Uh, but no, it does look like it, it does look very good. It does look very fucking weird. Um, we don't really know what the game is. It's, it was just a trailer of yeah. Talking Heads. Uh, it, just like we don't know what the fuck um, Death Stranding. Yeah, um, until it got into our hands, and then it's like it's a FedEx simulator with a story. <laughs> the first strand type. Thing. Um, yeah, but no, I'm very interested. 
Uh, they're Game finally, Pass Bros. They're finally making me install Fortnite because of the Rocket Racing mode they announced. Are you actually going to install it? Yeah, I'm going to give it a try. Uh, Black Myth Wukong got a release out of August 20th for 2024. And that's a game I've been interested in since they first showed it off, where I was like, that's not a real game. That looks fake as fuck. And yeah, it- um, I was, I'm very excited for this as well. Um, I thought I... I must have missed this. I must have gone out to um, go to the bathroom or something when this happened. Oh, I'm going to have to go watch that trailer. Um, but yeah, this is very exciting. I thought that... Um, what was that game I played at the start of the year? Well, long. Um, yeah, well, long fallen dynasty. I thought that was this game, uh, and then I'm like, no, it's not right. But no, it should, it should be good. Like a, uh, yeah, I remember that trailer. It's going to be like, like one of those ago. first Chinese super games that came out. Like where in the a few years ago, all of these companies from China were like, here's this really cool looking game that looks way too ambitious for what current consoles are doing when it was still the PS4 and Xbox One. And yeah, none of them cook, have come yeah. out until this, I think. Yeah, no, let them cook. It should be fun. Um, I'm only going to bring this one up because I want to talk about something stupid with it. Uh, they showed off a trailer for Suicide Squad. I'm not yeah. going to talk about the trailer itself. The game looks bad. But <laughs> um, they also... <laughs> <laughs> uh, along with that, they also announced that they're going to be adding an offline mode for the game eventually. It's, it's not going to be at launch, so you're going to have to wait, which means you need to download an online patch to play the game offline. Wahoo. That is what it is. It is what it is. I love being alive in the year 2023. This one was really nice. Um, there's this game called Tales of uh, Kinzera Dao. Uh, the, uh, voice actor... Uh, uh, I'm going to mispronounce this really badly. Abubakar Salim. I believe is what it is. Um, he's done voice work for Assassin's Creed and a few other games, but a few years ago he lost his father, and so oh, this his, one, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, this one so looks this, super good. This was this game is kind of his outlet to uh, honor his father's memory, and it looks sick. It it's looks l- so good. I'm I'm not going to lie. The entire time I was watching the trailer, I was like, "This is giving me a lot of Black Panther vibes." <laughs> because it, it, it's that whole mystical area with the trees in the background that was like really looks like the Black Panther mystic area, but it looks like it's kind of a Metroid Dread style game, and I love Metroid Dread and other Metroidvania games, so I'll definitely be interested in this. Hmm. Yeah. And the dude just kind of poured his heart out, so bonus points for that. Like it. it it did a lot for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, Steve, you also really enjoyed it, right? Uh, I had a good right time with it. Uh, the only thing I wanted to say, and it's really to be funny. No, 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 that game specifically. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. Good. Or I'd have to call you a racist again. Um, any other stuff? One last one is Jeez. that they showed off a trailer for Final Fantasy VII. I didn't play... Uh, I didn't... Uh, Pay a whole Final lot Fantasy of attention. That game to it. came out twenty five years ago. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Uh, they they showed a trailer for it. I didn't pay too much attention to it because I don't want to get too spoiled on it. Um, but they did. They should gave a little bit of what the new theme song for the game is. Uh, they showed off some golden sources stuff. It looks like you're going to get your options between all the different characters. You get to go on a date at the golden saucer, which is 
perfect. Um, yeah, very excited for that game. Going to get that right away. And for some reason, they're doing a collaboration with Apex Legends. Got to collaborate with someone. Uh, and I lied. There's, there's one more thing I want to bring up. They said, Skull and, they said Skull and Bows is coming out February 16. I don't believe them. Nah, <laughs> not until that game's been out for four weeks. Um, will I? They can unrelease it like it. Anthem did. Don't. Can we not talk about Anthem? No. <laughs> We'd have a new... Uh, Bioware fans massive. in shambles. Yeah, we are. We have never recovered. When was the last good Bioware game? Dragon Age Inquisition. It got a game of the year in 2016. That was 2014. It got Game of the Year in 2014. That's what I said. Man, 2014 was also a pretty bad year for games. Yeah, every year's a bad game. A bad. Uh... You know what? Let's move on. I'm just. Yeah, I'm what, just what, did you, what do you want to talk about from the Game Awards? What we do you want to bring about up? All of it. The only thing I wanted to talk about was they finally made um, a game about my lunchtime adventures, The Big Walk. Um, hey. Uh, this is just like it's an Australian studio. It's from the people that made Untitled Goose Game. Um, it does. It looks pretty ridiculous. I'll be quite honest with you. Um, it's co-op ridiculousness this time. Yeah, not all games have to be co-op. This is a streamer game, I reckon. Oh, um, definitely. Untitled Goose Game was kind of a streamer game as well. Yeah, it was a weird meme game as well. Yeah, it was too. I might play Untitled Goose Game. That was alright. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, you pretty much said everything I really care about. I didn't wasn't. I, I just feel like, yes, the last year there's a lot more stuff I cared about, but this year is kind of like, okay, like, eh. I'm surprised you're not jumping on Blade. Oh, uh, like I am a little bit, but the same, like, just like I said last week, like, we're game, like, they, oh, yeah, we're, we're bringing a Blade game to Xbox. I'm like, okay, cool, like, can we see it? Is this no. room, is this game in the room with us now? Like, but I do, as much as I do, like, it. It's uh, it's like when Square Enix got the Avengers game where they basically announced it when they when while the ink was still wet on the signature paper. Yeah, exactly. I, I want it now. Um, but uh, when it comes out, it will come out. It's interesting because this will be Arcane's third, uh, first third person game, right? Uh, the only no, other I... games I know by them are Dishonored, which was first person, and Deathloop, which was first person, and Redfall, which was first person. Yeah, uh, I think uh, Deathlooper has a third-person mode now. It'd be interesting to see, like, if it is. Uh, did they say if it was first or third? They did, they first said it was th- a third-person action single-player uh, game. So it's um, crawling, crawling the fear the of it being player, live right? service. Yeah, thank God. Um, no, that should be good. Uh, we'll wait and see. I reckon it'll be like a like an Arkham Knights Arkham, like the whole Arkham trilogy that they did with that man. Like, it'll be on that type of vein. Uh, but we'll wait. It's interesting because now uh, Sony has Spider-Man while Xbox gets Blade. Yeah, well, when's the last good Blade movie come out? Like 40 years ago. Um, I don't think there's been a good Blade movie. Wasn't there that one with that guy that went to jail um, for tax evasion? Like 10 years or something? Um, I've never seen those movies. It was like 20 years ago. Um, yeah, but anyway. Uh, nah. Nah. Yeah, I just thought you'd jump on any Xbox exclusive uh, news. I just want, just give me the games now. I don't care. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Cool, I guess that's everyone 
having said that piece about what was announced, should we talk about who won what? Uh, sure. sure I really thing. don't care about like, who won game of the year. Everything else is like, yes. In my opinion, anyway. Like it's, oh, okay. Like, well, so you cast well, them up. Big... So who won, who won game of the year then? Uh, Starfield did. How crazy was that? <laughs> it wasn't even nominated. It came Coke, from behind. Steve, then... Mold. <laughs> yeah, um, didn't deserve not to surprising. Well, well, well up on stage, like, oh, look, it's Starfield with a metal chair. <laughs> Starfield put out a trailer where you can see that they're coping that they weren't nominated at the end of that trailer. Uh, no, so the, you know how usually these events get like a, um, a stage crasher? It was actually Todd Howard coming out. And the winner is and he just walks on stage. Um, Jeff Keighley gives him like... He, he, he walks up on stage and he says, it's a me, Mario. And then he turns into Chris Pratt. Not really um, surprising anyone. Uh, Alan Wake 2 and Baldur's Gate 3 won a lot of awards. Yeah, the actual game of the year before, like we get sidetracked, me talking shit about Starfield. We um, leave game of the year for last. Do we? Yes, that's that's the way we do things. So let's yes, go through the list backwards. If they, if they, Best esports event was not doing? Evo. It was the, talk it about was about goddamn League of Legends World Championship. I don't care. I want to know the game too of the year. Was. They're too scared to give fighting games anything. Ooh, 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 Didn't Evo ooh. win last year? No. Ah, right. Maybe it's content, crea- content creator of the year went to Iron Mouse and they were cowards because they did not get her segue up on stage with Jeff Keighley. In fact, they put her award on the pre-show. There was no chance. They took away my one joy of the year. I, I don't know what any of this means. I hate VTubers. I, I don't... Why you is it? I, I didn't say VTuber once, once, which means you understood. Well, no, I only understood because I watched the award and it was like, oh, look, content creator of the year, it's a fucking VTuber. Like, it's- what? I don't know. Tell us Ree. how you really feel. I uh, am. I hate it. Oh. Most anticipated game. At least show game. your face, you coward. Most anticipated game. I am kind of sad it was Final Fantasy VII. Gotta be honest. You wanted it to be Hades 2? I did want it to be Hades 2. Yeah, I'm surprised it wasn't, to be honest. Honestly, it was a stacks category as it is. But Final Fantasy VII is kind of one of the biggest games of all time. I, I, I would have even, like... <sighs> I guess, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's one of the biggest games of all time, yet here it is as the most anticipated game. It just feels wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Call me, call me old-fashioned, but back in my day, Final Fantasy VII was Final Fantasy VII, not Final Fantasy XVIII-2, or whatever number we're actually at now. Um, <clears throat> anyway, continue to cycle back. Best adaptation, no surprises. The Last of Us won that one. Yeah, yeah it was either between that or Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, alongside best adaptation, not uh, Twisted Metal was nominated. At the same event, they announced that Twisted Metal is getting a second season. Nice. Did you guys watch that Twisted Metal show? I, I watched three not. episodes. Ah. It's fine. I wouldn't say it's great, but I enjoyed the episodes I watched. Um, yeah, I guess shuffling back through best multiplayer, Baldur's Gate 3, not surprised. All right. Interesting how the multiplayer game was like it's a co-op game and not like a, um, uh, like a, I don't know, everything game. The only know. competing games here were Party Animals and Street Fighter 6. And no one really wants to fight streets mm-hmm. anymore. We've that had, was so six months ago. We've had six games of people fighting streets. 
Like, bro, find a road or something, you know? Find a highway. We've only had one, Speaking we've of only road, had one, we've only had one, one game best, uh, about fighting combat. No, I'm going to keep going until I get this out now. This is funny. We've only had <laughs> one game of fighting combat. Well, of course, like, you set me up too much. Go on. What are you going to say, Steph? It's a silly game. I already said what I was going to say. I'm just going to edit you out and go on to the next category, uh, which is the best team strategy was Pikmin I, 4, baby. I, I fucking give Seth the layup, and out of nowhere comes Steve with a steel chair to just ruin it. <laughs> I get edited out anyway. <laughs> Revision is history. <laughs> and then I just space tank it anyway. I no sell like I'm Hulk Hogan. Revision is history. Actually, I'm not. I don't get that. Mm. Anyway, yeah, um, Simmons Strategy Pikmin 4, as you've said. Best Family was Super Mario Brothers Wonder, which is weird because that's a game that will rip families apart. <laughs> Best Why? fighting game. Actually, were you, no, were you surprised answer. that it wasn't Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2? I'm sad it wasn't Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl 2. They needed the win, honestly. I mean, look at Garfield on the cover there. He deserved it. Just for showing up. But no, that was Street Fighter 6. Obvious pick. It was either that or Mortal Kombat, and I would have you would have heard about it on the news if it was Mortal Kombat, <laughs> because I would have done something very, very Mortally. bad. <laughs> Congratulations to Tekken Eight for winning next year's best fighting game. Oh, easily. What if they bring out Mortal Kombat One Two? <laughs> Steve, you're losing your speaking privileges. Yeah, he was probably for the best. Um, best RPG was Starfield, actually. Oh, wait, no, it wasn't. Baldur's Gate 3. That's not funny at all. Best action yeah, adventure I... was Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, which is very, very no-brainer pick there. You know what it wasn't? Spider-Man 2. <laughs> Damn. Hit me in my core. Best action game, speaking of which, was Armored Core 6. Yeah, no, I, was, I don't um, have a segue for you. Yeah, no, it's just yeah, you, I thought Hi-Fi Rush was going to get this one, if I'm honest. Um, Hi-Fi Rush is a good contender for it, but playing both, I, I thought Armored Core 6 was better. I actually mm -hmm. completely forgot Dead Island 2 was a game that came out this year. <laughs> yeah. It came out, it was, everybody was talking about it for a week, and then it pulled up, everyone's like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway... <laughs> Best VR was the game where you could look at an eight-foot-tall vampire mummy. <laughs> didn't that only come out like a week or two before? Um, Seth, what do you mean? Gran Turismo 7 didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think Resident Evil Village VR came out a few months ago, and Resident mm. Evil 4 VR just came out a couple of weeks ago. Ah, oh, that's what I'm thinking of then. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Uh, best mobile game was Honkai. Sorry? Shocker. Oh, Hongai Star Rail. I'm surprised yeah. Hello Kitty Island Adventure didn't win. Monster Hunter now. <laughs> Fucking cheers that the crowd did when they mentioned uh, Hello Kitty Island <laughs> yeah. Adventure. Surely that was just a meme cheer. Every gamer is just a degenerate. Our best debut indie game was robbed from Pizza Tower and was given to Cocoon. A game where every single reaction I've seen to this award was people going, who the fuck played Cocoon? Uh, it's on Game Pass. I've got it installed, actually. I'm... Because it won, I was going to go play it. I've heard very good things about it. Um, like, what it does with an aspect of puzzle is, like, quite unique, and that's why people think it won, because it's unique rather than... Um, surprised. What was that game that we didn't want that's on an independent studio that was here? Uh, that's in the next category, which is oh, best sorry. independent game, went to Sea of Stars, making sure that Dave the Diver didn't win for not being oh, an Dave indie game. Diver, that's right. Sea of Stars. 
heard good things. I've also heard very good mm. things about that game. Mm. Uh, best community support went to Baldur's Gate 3, considering we get sweep through the awards. Best Baldur's ongoing is something that I disagree with. It was Cyberpunk 2077, which oh, I yeah, don't who, believe who is an ongoing to? game. It got one expansion, and apparently that counts. You got a bunch of updates as well. You can travel, you can ride the train now. Got a Metro update. Yeah, but the updates just fixed the game. Yeah. yeah. It's not like a actual game that's continually being updated with new content like all the other games that were here. And with all the trailers they dropped, uh, it convinced me that, you know what, maybe Fortnite had deserved it this year. With the Lego mode and the racing mode and the river mode. I'm surprised Final Oh, hang on, is that Final Fantasy 16 or Final Fantasy 14? That's 14. Okay, never, never mind. They just got a picture of a weird guy on the front, so I assumed it was... Um, yeah, and 14's old news. Yeah. Come yeah. to Xbox soon, baby. Next Not year, next it? year will probably win when it gets to Xbox and has an expansion. Oh, man, us Xbox gamers, we really are um, the most oppressed gamers. Uh, games for Impacts went to Chia. Which was a category not a lot of people really knew about all yeah. of the games in. Yeah. Uh, innovation in, ex- in accessibility went to Forza. I really thought this was going to go to Street Fighter because of how much tournament support, um, like how much disabled people can enter tournaments because of the uh, accessibility features in that game. Oh, well, from what I've um, read and understand, like what Forza's done to like, you can pretty much play that game like if you're like legally blind or even if you're like. Pretty much blind. You can play that game pretty well. So um, shockingly, if you go to any online lobby, you'd be convinced that everyone was legally blind. Yeah, me playing that game, right? Um, yeah, but Street Fighter Six is in that same category where, like, if you're legally or even like completely blind, if you're illegally blind, those, it, <laughs> it, they've done a lot in that game where you can uh, play it and win at a good level. Yeah. I, I, yeah, Finally, it was definitely we're between illegally those two. blind and legally blind together to play video games. Yeah, when when Maybe I talked about this one on Twitter, it was very funny because I was like, I don't really know what Mortal Kombat One did, and someone replied to me about it, and I looked through the list, and it's like, oh, Mortal Kombat One looked at Street Fighter Six's homework and copied it, and that's why it no, got Street, nominated. Street Fighter Six came out first, um, but yeah, no, that, that, that's, an, that's an interesting topic. Uh, to- Blah, it's an interesting one. Um, this is a new one for the year, isn't it? I think they did it last year as well. Yeah, they did yeah. it last year. Uh, I just because it was for, uh, Forza Motorsport, uh, and last year the best driving game. Wait, no, was it was it best driving game? We, we made a joke about this. Was it best driving game or best accessibility? That I was presented was... by Chevron. Yeah, it was uh, one of best those. driving game sponsored by Chevron. That's right. And like you fucking you having a you having a fucking laugh there, mate, aren't you? Uh, and it I was the game think with the was... Chevron in it. <laughs> Yeah, I almost think it was best in accessibility. Nah, whatever. Uh, it doesn't matter. Either yeah, way, matter. Forza, Forza Horizon 5 won it, but it was just funny because the award category was sponsored by Chevron. Anyway, or maybe Chevrolet, one of them. Begins with a C-H-E-V, whatever. Um, uh, anyway, Cobra. Moving on, moving on. Best performance went to Neil Newborn uh, in Baldur's Gate 3, which, from everything I hear, was a well-deserved win. Also kind of a stacked category. I don't know why Idris Elba yeah. was nominated for whatever. Yeah, me either. It feels like just a celebrity get. Uh, this one, very happy with this one. Best audio design went to Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah, not, su- not surprised. Like, it's literally a sound-based game. 
Yep, best score in music went to Farm Fancy 16, which means I got at least one award. I'm I'm winning. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> best art direction went to Alan Wake 2. Don't know what this was, means. That that's an interesting one. I can see why, but because I'm kind of a person that prefers more stylized things, I would have given it to Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah, like you can't give it to like a Super Mario Brothers Wonder. And Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, they were both nominated as well. Uh, and Lies of P, for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, like, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, it's the same art style they've had since um, Breath, Breath of the Wild. Of the Wild. And, Mario Wonder and was Mario actually Mario. new, and they redid all the animations and made it look really nice. So that would have been yeah. my second pick. Uh, but I, I, I wouldn't... I don't know, I haven't played it. You have. Um, but from what I've seen, it looks pretty stock standard of Mario game. No, I think it looks a lot better than what the new games did. Yeah? Yeah. Well, the next category, best narrative, uh, went to Alan Wake 2. Not surprising. Um, it's a game that's really highlighted by how good the writing and characters are. Yeah, I'm surprised it didn't go to Baldur's Gate, though, but those were the two big picks for me. Yeah, I think the narrative as well is one of those things where it's, oh, like it's... The story itself, plus how it tells the story. Like, from my understanding of Baldur's Gate 3, there's numerous different quests you can do, numerous different outcomes, and rah, rah, rah. Whereas uh, Alan Wake 2, it's got one story to tell, and it's telling it its way. And you are merely on that train. Uh, whereas Baldur's Gate 3, you're at the station. Yeah. Um, I need to uh, play Alan Wake 2. Following because up you on play that. as Alan Wake, or A-Wake, if you will. You reckon they did that on purpose? Hang on. Let him not sleep. Ah, oh, fuck my sleep. My Pokemon sleep school. And yeah, uh, best game direction also went to Alan Wake 2, which is just more of that. It had a really good story, told it well, and... It's very interesting that, like, the, to win this category, you had to go west, and Alan Wake was the only one that actually went west, because it was in the right direction. Everybody else didn't go that way. I thought you were going to make a joke about this being the only western game on the list, but Spider-Man 2 was there as well. Oh. I know Baldur's Gate is also a western game. What a weird comment to make. Maybe edit that out, Steph. <laughs> See, Maybe I up. will. But yeah, uh, <laughs> the end of the year went to Baldur's Gate 3, which wasn't really surprising because that game came yeah. out months ago, was massively talked about, and is still massively talked about to this day. Yeah, recently got like, a physical edition, it's done a couple of updates. It is now available on Xbox as well. They ended out by announcing that it, uh, while, when it won Game of the Year, it was also releasing on Xbox that night. Yep, I am putting a request in for Santa to get it for Christmas. Can you, can you imagine if they didn't win Game of the Year and they're like, hey guys, it's coming to Xbox. Everyone's <laughs> like, no one cares, shut up. It's like, sorry, what game are you? How many awards did you win? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like a good majority of them. Or, like, or sorry, flip, did you win side, game of the year? flip side, imagine, um, <laughs> imagine Super Mario Bros. Wonder gets up on stage. Hey guys, it's coming to Xbox. <laughs> oh, oh, we won on. Game of the Year. We're going multi-platform. <laughs> um, <laughs> the only Mario game to do it today. Um, but yeah, like I had this between either Baldur's Gate or Tears of the Kingdom. Um, I'm not really sure why Resident Evil 4 is there at the remake. Um, but yeah, no, congratulations to Baldur's Gate. Uh, I will be asking Santa for it for Christmas. Oh God, you know what I just realized? That's up there as a remake. Oh, no, 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 no we're good. Sorry, I just had this. I just had this crippling fear that Last of Us Two is now eligible for Game of the Year next year. No, it's not. We're good. That's just a remaster. What's it? Mm, hang on. You know what? I have. Yeah, I don't been. think remasters have ever been considered. 
What about also what's oh, okay? You know what? Let's not. This is a discussion for another time. Um, but like Resident Evil Four, like that's difference between a remake and a remaster. Like they like, anyway, it doesn't matter. No, does because matter. so Bye. small, small, quick answer. Resident Evil Four remake is essentially a different experience because while it's remaking Resident Evil Four, they've done things to make it a different experience from the original game. Ah, oh, okay. But they didn't call it Resident Evil 5, even though it's a remake of 4. They should have called it Resident Evil 4 4 too. Yeah, they should have. Patrick, I don't know how to break it to you, but there's there's already a Resident Evil 5, and we've made it all the way up to 8 already. How much evil is there in the Residents? That's all I want to know. How's Resident Evil 7 going? 7? Yeah. That went fine. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm just worried, because like it's 7, 8, 9. Um. I tried, I tried, Seth, I tried to stop you. I tried to pull you back from the cliff no, and you were just determined. Because that question should be, how's Resident Evil 9 going? Because it was eaten. Nah, 7's feeling pretty full. Um, I thought you were going to say it was a bad game, then I would have said, like, oh, it's probably got indigestion. <laughs> Eating 9, but whatever, that's fine. We'll get them next year, Seth, we'll get them next year. Uh, Alright, well, that is Gamer Christmas for another year. Uh, Love Jeff it. Dealey, Hang on, well, we haven't talked about uh, best video game podcast. Uh, Fast Travel Lounge, where we won! <laughs> imagine, imagine that's the category and it's still won by Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> <laughs> if we talked about Baldur's Gate 3, maybe we would have won it. Best Fuck, content creation group, but it's a VTuber group that won- wins it. I am mice. <laughs> Delete that so, so her actual group is called Bishojo. I'll be, I'll be honest with you, I do not fucking care, Seth. Please, <laughs> shut the fuck up. That uh, really boils my piss. I hate Bishojo so much. I love that it revs him up so much. All I'm saying um, is, if there's, if there's Iron Mouse, what's the... Um, fuck, I really should have had this prep beforehand. Help me out, Steve. Iron Hands is, like, what, what, what's the past version? Uh, Hariyama. No, I don't know. In, in the past. Like, something tough. because Iron Hands is in the future. No, 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 I, I get that, but I'm saying, like, Iron is the future. What's the past one? What's the past uh, one? Oh, they don't, they don't have standard ones. They've got oh, different shit. ones. Like, okay, never mind. Like, Jokes yeah, out the Main, Screamtail, they don't have that kind of stuff. Fuck me. Um, All right, never mind. We could just like not talk about VTubers ever again. That'd be, that'd be sick, man. <laughs> I think we should call it Brick Fist because that's what Steven's acting like he has. Boiled piss. Because mine is. I'm just angry. Uh, but yeah, uh, the last thing I want to say about this. When, when you said Brick Fist, was it because you misheard boiled piss or you actually wanted to say <laughs> Brick Fist? Because I actually, I said it first, so I wanted to say Brick Fist. Okay, so what are you having for lunch? Move on, I'm over this. <laughs> yeah, um, the last thing I want to say about the Game Awards is that it's, it's going to happen next year, but they really, like, they're going to do the whole awards show, but they really should just make it winter E3 because the awards part of this show didn't matter at all. So many of these categories were just like, yep, here's five of them we're announcing back-to-back right now. And the ones that we do give stage time, we're only giving the people 30 seconds to do their acceptance speech. Just long enough. Chris Judge both yeah, exactly. Just long enough for Chris Judge to shit on Activision Blizzard. <laughs> yeah. That was the and best joke of the night. Oh, my God. Love that, man. All of the Call of Duty uh, developers were on Twitter coping and seething over that joke as well. Yeah, but 
whatever. It was funny. Anyway. And for the people at home that don't know, Christopher Judge's joke was that he said that his speech last year was longer than this year's Call of Duty campaign. And you know what? He's right. I haven't played a Call of Duty campaign in so long. This year's is like three to four hours long. Hang on, Chris Judge only spoke for about eight minutes. That's not like Yeah, but in scale, in scale of uh, what his accepted speech should be, it multiplies heavily. I don't like what he's implying, Hold actually. On. You Let know judge. I, I, damn it, you took my fucking joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's the second time this podcast episode. I'm going home. This is silly. Most jokes stolen goes to Pat. No, this is Patrick. <laughs> I'm going to bungee jump without a rope. Hey. And my free fall time will be longer best, than Chris Best judges. cry for help goes to Steve. <laughs> Yay. Tastiest number goes to nine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, best evening goes to Stevening. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That one's getting cut out. I'm not letting him have it. <laughs> no, that one is so good. We have never done a joke better. Oh, uh, good. Well, uh, as, as, as we say here in the business, Jeff Keeley gets to hibernate for another year. It's an oddly specific <laughs> not, phrase. Comes up a lot more six, often than He's only you got think. six months. Until he True. gets that weird summer games fest. Hmm. Anyway, uh, that finishes the news for this week and actually finishes episode 103. Uh, anything we want to tease for next year? I'm kidding because that's so far away. Um, yeah, we'll be on break for the next couple uh, next couple weeks. Uh, have have a have a very happy Christmas. Hopefully, Mariah Carey doesn't find you where you sleep and talk about how all she wants for Christmas is your kidneys. I've avoided um, that song, but I've already heard the Christmas carols at the supermarkets now. <laughs> it's it's coming for all of us. Uh, any. Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, have a very safe, happy holiday season, as is the the traditional way to to you know any anyone that is on any kind of content always you know says what? that no, for some don't reason. Don't have a safe one. Go into the streets and run over as many people as you can. Drive without a seat. You want see what happens. <laughs> you want that Christmas tree? Cut it down and squash the person next to it. The fuck? You want that Krispy Kreme? Pay for it. <laughs> you want that PS Five? Kick the old lady that's picking it up. You want that shout out from, from us here at Fast Travel Lounge? Here's Steve's postal address. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good one. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, that, that, that's, you that's my You want to buy piece. that expensive new TV? Here's oh, Patrick's God. mother's credit card number. <laughs> uh, that, that's, that, that, that's my piece, wishing, wishing all of our listeners, partic- particularly you, three, three of you who we're your favorite podcast of. Um, sh- shout out to you. Uh, but- Actually, you know what? I want everybody for Christmas, for my Christmas present. Uh, to get you Baldur's Gate 3. You made that very clear. Yeah, no, no, that's why I want Santa. But I want the, our community. I want them to, when you're sitting down for a good Christmas lunch, I want you to put Fast Travel Lounge on. You know what? Put it on on the bus as a treat. <laughs> <laughs> Your driver will put thank you. Put it on the you. plane. Where are they going to go? They can't get off. Actually, I've, off or in I've, I've heard that if you play Fast Travel Lounge, you actually travel faster. Oh, hang on. I lounge better. It's more comfy. True. True. Anyway, that, that, that's my piece said for the Christmas sign-off. Uh, Seth, do you have a Christmas sign-off that you, that you would like to, to share with the world? Uh, no, you've basically 
said everything that I could say. Just have a good holiday, happy holiday season. Take care of yourself. Take care of the people around you. I uh, hope you get some nice prezies. And I hope you've been good so Santa visits. Leave him some milk and cookies. Definitely won't be me eating those. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a thinly veiled threat. <laughs> oh, good. Steve, uh, sign off from you. Yeah, no. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Hopefully all you sevens out there get nines. Um, to eat. Clearly, Stephen doesn't appreciate Hanukkah. <laughs> oh, I don't get that reference. Um, it's because you said but, Merry Christmas and not Happy Holidays. You know what? Just to that, I wish everyone a uh, uh, a Merry Holidays. A very good war on Christmas. Thanks, Fox News. Yeah. Um, I wish everybody just has a good time. Uh, just all the time, not even just for this time of year. That's you know what? Fine. My, I, my, I want my Christmas present for everybody is, um... You already to, asked! Okay. <laughs> to tip you, to t- take yourself out for some, uh, some Krispy Kreme. And remember to generally well, ease yourself into service hands. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Krispy Kreme people, are, they're really nice. They, they, they enjoy giving you a pat while you eat it out of their hands. <laughs> Uh, you know, but seriously, would, take care of yourself out there, everyone. I would feel genuine everybody. fear if I walked into a Krispy Kreme and just saw that happening. It's not even other pe- specific people, it's just seeing Steven do it is what's fearful. No, they, they, they don't even, like, do it with, like, they do it with the whole box with me, so I'm actually there for a while. So Steven kicks in the door and just says, which one of you is a nine? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a shirt that says seven. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, right. Um, <laughs> God damn it! Uh, cool. Well, um, uh, no, no audience question for for this week uh, or for the rest of the year. But uh, if if there's one that you want to get get into us, uh, so that that way we start twenty twenty four off with a bang. Um, get in touch. We're we're, we're on we're on Facebook, Festival Lounge, Twitter at Festival Lounge minus one of the L's. We're on Blue Sky somewhere. You can look us up. Um, and also mailbag Festival Lounge at gmail dot com. Uh, if you want to be part of that esteemed collection that gave us a five-star rating, that would be awesome. Uh, any other sort of engagement that you can do on the platform that you're listening to this on helps other people find this uh, and and in turn finds more nines for Steven to consume. Um, uh, anyway, uh, I think I think that that's now officially the, the, the end of, of 103. Um, happy holidays. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. All, all, all that jazz, all that good stuff. Um, thank you so much for listening. I've been Patrick. I've been joined by Seth and Steve. And uh, at least, you know, from, from, from now signing off 2023, but in 2024, we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Happy birthday, Santa. 